Welcome back to the Common Chaos Podcast, my friends and family. This episode is brought to you by Big Dick Energy and fucking dreams. Uh, and dreams is something that Knives Monroe likes to talk about, and he's my guest today. Uh, I sat down with Knives for like my third or fourth time. I generally have him on at the end of the year to kind of wrap up the year because he's uh, a know-it-all. He, he is very, uh, he's just very in touch with a lot of things, uh, and he also works his ass off and gets things done and is a motivator and an inspiration to many myself included and he was able to uh share his knowledge with us on this episode and he was very real very honest opened up about some personal things uh that he's had to deal with uh the struggle if you will and he is no stranger to it he has uh manned up and and done what he felt is right what he feels is right and is living his uh his dream so far um, and I think that he is a great example of what it takes to, uh, you know, go from a situation that is, uh, not ideal, not the best. Maybe you're recognizing something that isn't, uh, isn't working for you and turning that all around. And in order to turn that all around, you got to fucking grab the bull by the horns and, uh, take control, you know, of yourself first and foremost, and then of the controllables around you. And uh, Knives' perspective on that is very eye-opening, and he's able to tie that in with film, music, uh, and just a bunch of other cool shit because that's what he is. He is, uh, he is the shit. Uh, he's a producer and director. He is currently a videographer uh, and is uh, living his dream. I like to say he's living his dream, but he's also living the uh, American dream, which comes with its uh, nice little dashes of reality. And he speaks to those. And he talks about what it takes to just go out there and get it and perform it 100%. And yeah, it was a fucking great podcast. He's going to be back on before the year is up for a little decade wrap-up episode that I'm doing with a couple other guests. And um, yeah, I had a great time doing this with Knives as always. Uh, you can find him and all his social media at Knives Monroe. That is Knives, like uh, the the uh, utensil or the, the weapon, K-N-I-V-E-S. Monroe, M-R-M-O-N-R-O-E, like Marilyn Monroe. Um, so at Knives Monroe for all his social medias and everything related to him. And he also runs this uh, this little group called Indie Darlings. If you are on Instagram or Facebook, it is Indie, I-N-D-I-E, Darlings, uh, D-A-R-L-I-N-G-S, like you're a darling. Uh, he runs that, and it's basically a hub for creators to go and share their content and their ideas and their visions and yeah, he's been getting that, uh, he's been giving that a lot of attention as of late, and he talks about that briefly on the episode, uh, but I don't think he mentions it at the end, so yeah, that's Indie Darlings on Facebook and Instagram if you have the chance to follow that. Uh, for everything Common Chaos, you can head over to commonchaos.net, uh, at the Common Chaos on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. Please uh, slide into our DMs. Tell us what you got from the show, if you learned anything, if you'd like to hear anything, if you'd like to hear some cool topics or subjects discussed. Um, I'm constantly getting on social media and speaking my mind and giving my rants and people engage and that's where I get a lot of this content for this show and for the other stuff that I do is through you guys and how you engage with it and I appreciate you all for that. Uh, so again, commonchaos.net at the common chaos for everything related to me and of Brian of death. That is of Brian of death on Instagram and Twitter for all my personal stuff. And I think that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Nice Monroe. It was an awesome time, and I love you. I assure you that hell is not a
so back to what you you're working from home I wanted to talk to you about that a little and you said you wanted to save some so what's that like I have been working from home for the past two years um, but that was different because it was a go out and film stuff come home and edit this time it's you know travel for two weeks come back for home home for two weeks and um, I've never been diagnosed uh, by a doctor with and for all I know I'm like one of the most normal people out there you know but I feel like I well I'll say this I relate to people that like bipolar stories and high highs and low lows and I don't have a middle which is either really high or really low when you come back from a trip travel and all that being away from your family and work 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 being on your feet for 18 hours a day when you come back from that like you you hit a low you hit a crash and then to be productive at home after that is not glamorous it's not glamorous it's not there's a there's an episode of the simpsons where homer has this fantasy this daydream of like working from home and he's in a he's in a pool in the backyard and his wife is serving him lemonade and beer and there's a cookout and he's just like oh that's the life and it's like no it's not that's not the life it's i like um not that i miss a cubicle environment but it's like i like interacting and interfacing with other people because as an antisocial extrovert like i not like a psychic vampire, but I do feed off of human energy. Like it's that I think all creatives Did have you say to. a psychic vampire, not a psychic vampire. Okay. Like I don't do it and feed off of people's despair because mm, I love the tears. Like no, it's like I actually just like to to riff off of people. Like I, you wanted to do this podcast face to face, and I think it's going to make a better product because of that. If we did it over the phone, we would miss something, and it's the same thing with working from home. Like a final product, it's not going to have the same textures to it that it could if if i was working with people face to face i think to speak to the not doing it over the phone thing not to be punny but i do think that's kind of phoning it in in a way i feel that if you're gonna have a discussion and that's why i enjoy doing trent's podcast and his stuff is because he will do it over the phone and it works for what he's doing Mm -hmm. i don't think phone interviews is 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 how i want to have conversations like this to be honest i get that because we get to have kind of that little candid hey what's up for a second and like connect and get that and then we get to do this we both know going in that we're looking for like a product and it's something that is going to be decent to our our needs and our likes so i feel that that really gets ignited when it's in the person back to you working a lot like extracurricularly outside of working so much you do you are working from home but now you also have like an extended travel schedule which is kind of nice for i mean a lot of people think that would be nice right right you're explaining some of the cons to it or some of the ways it makes you feel i feel or i from what i see uh you've put out quite a bit of content as of recently and recently is when you kind of have gotten (laughs) this is hard for me to hear you have though have you not I don't feel that way. What do you mean? I think you have. I think you've been doing your little video blogs and you've been putting stuff up on YouTube and every more than I th- more than I saw at least when you were mm-hmm. uh, working with Dakota. Yeah. Or at least well, doing I, that mm-hmm. from you know and then there was a yeah. transition period. I know when you moved a couple times and yeah, yeah. But there's also, you know, you were also making a lot of content, but it was for mm-hmm. that, right? Exactly. And yeah now you're doing kind of your own thing i guess and that's more vibrant now that you're on like this hustle even though they've been like shorter things sure you know the burning of the ego like that was very nice oh, yeah, you yeah. know and the the <laughs> i like those things thank you you know the <laughs> this is so hard the uh, this is why it's it's hard to well that's to do. good though this is like uh 
kind of like a compliment or something like you're saying positive things can't even look in the eye right now so that's why doing these over in person are kind of difficult when someone's I, being nice I, you know i mean it you know i mean it i'm trying to get in the flow sure um what is how is balancing that like how are you able is it are you feeling like it's work are you feeling like it's more of a struggle than and actually having fun and doing it for not to sell out and i just watched brink the other night so selling out is a big <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah, we'll go off. Okay, cool. We'll talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does uh, it hold up? I remember it quite oh a bit. Oh my God! It, it's a rollerblading. It's not skateboards. Rollerblading. Rollerblading. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, and I it was highly all the recommend same thing. you watch it. Okay. It's funny because I knew we were going to talk about. How films. long is it? Was it like a full feature length? Oh yeah, a good hour. Yeah, a good hour. Because okay. when you're a kid, it. you don't know. Oh yeah, it is, dude. It's worth it. Dude, Ninety it's minutes. So good. Oh yeah. I'll check it out. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, so relevant. You know the Proud Family is not on Disney Plus. The fuck. What is the Proud Family? The Proud Family. You don't remember the Proud Family? Common Chaos listeners, like you got to, you guys got to. What is it about? It's just like this. It's like one one of the first like black shows on the Disney Channel. Uh-uh. It's just like a black family. Uh-uh. And also, uh, seasons four th- through six of Recess isn't on Disney Plus. It's like, what are they doing? I, I don't know. Disney Plus. We'll talk about it when we get into 2019 because yeah. that was something that happened. Yep. But um, I, I just I thought it was a very disappointing. Um subscription service disney plus we'll save that for later but brink yeah selling out it doesn't mean the same thing anymore i think selling out is endearing people if you're not selling out there's something wrong with you today but back in the 90s selling out was a dirty word okay right right i remember that in brink being like you sell out yeah it was kind of like a denigration you know and now it's just like everybody has a side hustle you're weird if you don't but going back to the difference between you know i was a a personal videographer editor podcast producer um content creator for dakota meyer who uh is a celebrity look uh, he doesn't like that but it's true yeah he has his own stuff going on his own brand and um it's just on rogan yeah he was on rogan podcast yeah so i guess people are familiar with him i mean that did it for sure man he that that definitely gave him the boost the boost everyone talks about yeah the joe rogan bump yeah the bump and uh so i was this video guy for a while there for two years and that was cool and then i moved on and i'm doing something else and now I got like this corporate gig that is steady, and uh, as opposed to living the the ten ninety nine, um, you know, independent contractor life, you know, the freelance life, which was its own grind and fun and had its own freedoms in a way. But I I, I think I like where I'm at right now um, as a creative because of the autonomy. Like it's difficult in one way in that you have to create your own structure, and I was never a a disciplined, structured person, kid, young adult growing up as a father who tries to put structure in our kids, you know, like everything's by the hour with them. Uh, as an adult, it's hard to do that. I never had um, in the Jocko willing sense of like, you know, discipline and structure. And like, I wake up at four, I go to sleep at 10 and I, I eat at this hour. And like, I, I don't have that life. So you're closing your eyes right now as you were saying that, because, and I know it's because it hurts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I feel the exact same way. I feel like learning that, you know, at 25, I feel like I was like learning shit and being like, Oh, this is shit I should have known. Now I feel like I do that constantly. Yeah. And it's like, man, is it a, is it a, you, you feel that way now? I think so. How? All the time. Well, how? I feel like there's this having to constantly be disciplined now because you recognize what work is. You recognize, you know, uh, I think when you're 
these athletes that are like athletes in in school and they go on to be professional athletes and they kind of have this you know it's discipline mm-hmm. that's getting up every day because they want to play and they want to go and they you know they do have some talent and they do have some abilities that are gifted to them you know as they get just because of genetics sure. whatever it is but there's a discipline and that carries over into that type of person and per- people that are just successful in general and i don't necessarily think anybody is fully like that's how you succeed and i look back and i go i wasn't disciplined in a lot of areas i'm i'm still having to do this quick little uh you know do, do i have five minutes where i can accomplish something like kick my own ass in a way mm-hmm. you know make myself get up in the morning yeah. make myself fucking clean make myself do things and stay disciplined or i don't feel like i'm accomplishing anything and that kind of just adds to the whole demeanor of what's gonna actually make you go out and accomplish things yes does that make sense yeah if you can leverage it as I'm motivation. not saying I feel disciplined constantly. I'm saying I'm constantly searching for that discipline yeah. or that that swift little kick in the nuts that I need. Yes. You know, I love sleeping in too. Fuck, yeah. I, we, I went out last night and drank and yeah. don't feel the best today. Yeah. Fucking still went and did shit. And yeah. is it was I 100% probably not. Yeah. You could have easily called in and been like, dude, let's move this to another Could have called it in. Could have fucking, yeah, you know. Yeah. And that's something that, um, that I've been working on. Obviously, you know, we can talk about what we've been working on later. But, you know, that's something that is if anything it's something that i appreciate that i acknowledge that but i also have to constantly like i can't get routine in acknowledging it i have to understand that there's value in it value in being disciplined value in you know putting in whatever hard work is Mm -hmm. to your standard i guess yes you know i i semi miss the nine to five life of clocking in clocking out here's my lunch break i kind of miss that uh, so your structure is now salary like are you constantly on constantly yeah. doing, okay I, I think it's constantly on you know and you know when you i've worked for clients that are like bill me for your hours and i'm like i'm not gonna bill you for 172 hours like you know just pay me this base amount because i don't want to count all the hours i'm gonna put in video is like i film 12 hours for you and then it's a 12 hour edit you know and you do that in a day so it looks like 24 hours in one day. People say, How, how'd you do that? And it's like, well, that's, that's what it is. So it almost doesn't work hourly, you know, which is why I think people in the creative space find it difficult to charge for their, for their skills. Like they don't know how to, they don't know how to do that. And that, that is difficult, you know, so you have, to, you have to say like, you know, how much is my time worth really? And you have to figure out hacks to like, I will do four or five things for you and that's it. Like you become much more of a boss and more pickier when you, develop those skills but nobody teaches you those skills so you know living the 1099 life where you go out and you hunt every day and you eat what you hunt you know i did that now you know it's it's different um but the 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 home part if you've seen more creativity from me um with what you were saying earlier about you've seen more of my personal brand stuff which i i suppose uh it's almost not for me to say because i'm always doing something i just don't know where people are seeing it sometimes um if you're seeing that it's because i have some downtime at home and now i i i I need i have that itch and i can scratch it whereas when you're working for other people in a service role you you can't scratch it you feel guilty oh i felt guilty should i say i felt very guilty your time should go towards what you're getting paid i mean essentially dude if i (laughs) 100 percent. like if i if i'm putting out more podcasts than people than clients that i'm doing podcasts for they feel away it's just it's just the way it is they feel away mm-hmm. so i felt like i had to nerf my ability and my output to 
placate to the security of my clients. Mm. That's what happens when you're in front of the camera, when you're an on-screen personality too. Knives Monroe is an on-screen personality. He's not just a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. So being able to hide behind a corporate entity, which is like the business that I'm working for now, uh, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, being able to hide behind them, it's it's so much of a relief to have, this is the social media person. This is the that person. This is the this person. I was I wore all the hats, and now I'm just the multimedia person cool I, I can handle that that's that's easier you know so all that just to say working from home it's kind of hard to c- decompress and also be very productive at the same time when home is the place that you relax at so it's hard when your dog's there and you want to play with your dog or your kids are there and you want to play with your kids and i'm a very active father too i'm not passive like i'm not just like go play the xbox and fuck off like i'm there all the time with these guys you know i'm on the floor with them playing with them so Doing all that stuff, man, you know, uh, I'm trying to put more stuff out there. I'm very hard on myself. If I'm not putting out 50 things a day, I feel very insecure. Do you consider yourself an entertainer? No. Why not? I, Because I, I don't make uh, escapist art. Hmm. Like I, I and, and and look, I said it really like I look down on that like yeah, sno- snobbish. But there's people snobby. there's people that do <laughs> like there's people that make entertainment. Like I, I don't know I don't do that. Like I think you can escape listening to myself my, my, or my work or watching my movies or whatever. But I'm really trying to um, access people's misfit power with my work. So which is a, a far more engaging. Um, conversation that I'm having with an audience as opposed to passive, you know, like putting on a Marvel movie in the background or you put Rick and Morty on in the background. Like my stuff isn't that. My stuff requires your attention. You're going to reckon with it and you're going to hopefully my goal is to feel is to walk away feeling better about yourself somehow. Hmm. That's interesting because I feel that so much of your life is talking about that and talking about how you're tr- in my eyes, I think you have a very nice balance. You have, for anybody that's looking to master the hustle or the, the, the side gig or the person that can fully separate themselves from a career, themselves from a professional mindset, whatever it may be, a passion, you embody that because you're, uh, well, at least, for, at least for someone like me, at least for someone who should admire you, someone who is in your network and should be able to look at Nia as a you. role model. Yeah, you're, I, my, you're my role model. I, I get all your stuff here at your house. Like you have guitars my shit. on the wall. This ain't my shit. This isn't my shit. You have pianos and mine. bikes, and you have all this cool shit. And I'm like, this guy's lived a life. A lot of this isn't mine. Some of it's mine, but a lot of it's not mine. <laughs> um, so well, it's funny how we look at optics and then we run with it, right? And then we project success on other people, and we feel insecure either way. This makes me want to barf. Uh, so <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Uh, but anyways, you have at least acknowledged that hey, yes, having that balance it does take work. Being in a more uh, being in a more stable, I guess routine. You know, I don't want to. Routine has a negative connotation from time to time, but I don't want to make it sound negative. But you have a job where you're committed, and you now appreciate the balance when you are able to spend time with your family, when you yes. are able to put out some content. Uh, I feel like a lot of your life is you being in front of the camera because you want to be able to show that you can accomplish those things, right? And in a way that makes you kind of the content and that makes yeah. you the entertainer. And yeah. I call you an entertainer, I think, because I have a couple questions about some of the stuff you've been please, doing. Please. What's up with your food posts? You've uh-huh. been doing the, the, the pokey bowls <laughs> and yeah, you're pokey. doing some cryptic <laughs> Kanye type messages with it. What are you doing? Are you, is that a routine that you're in? I'm acknowledging it. I like them. Yeah. I go through and I give them little hearts. 
What's that about? So I um, have a real terrible relationship with food. Okay. Like it's it's if 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 food and its relationship to me was some sort of parent-child relationship, it mm-hmm. would be abusive. Okay. CPS would take my kids away. Like yep. that's how terrible me and food get along. That's a lot of people. Okay. Yep. So I, I'm very big on like uh, I, I don't like this. I don't like Eight Mile. Like I don't. But it's a good it's a good shorthand. Like you know this whole Eminem sort of final battle of like tell all these people something they don't know about me. That sort of you know I'll take that ethic just for now for the sake of shorthand. But you know when I when I post content autobiographical content and it's it's me naked taking a shit um, and you know which was I, fucking great and man. you know I, I'm a I'm a fairly uh, Uncle Festery sort of pudgy human you know like people are like you're so brave and I'm like I'm I'm brave I don't want to be brave I want to be hot you know what I mean I want to make you wet when I take off my shirt not be like what? you're brave good for you you know but I know what I'm doing and it, it, it's it's it's, it's like uh, it's, re- it's reclaiming my power right so mm-hmm. if I feel self-conscious about being on front of the camera because I don't look my best well let me just look my worst so then I can get past that right so it's the same thing with food like me taking a naked selfie and showing that I weigh 260 pounds is a is a is a form of me being accountable and it's also antithetical to what we see on Instagram right we don't see people that are struggling we see the highlights so I get my power from being an outlier this misfit power thing like that's really what it's about for me and nobody can take that away and that and you know in a world where when you and i grew up dude were we talking about brink on mic (laughs) you see what i'm saying i want to say we were talking about brink on mic but this whole idea of selling out like authenticity i know it's a buzzword but like there's nothing more original than 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 saying this is who i am i don't give a fuck if you like it there's true ownership and you know in that and so i'm trying to reclaim that so i'm trying to better myself man like i i fuck up you know like i had a hot dog today i feel bad you know i wanted to carb up before i got here so i could have some energy have for some you brain brain fuel yeah, yeah yeah but yeah at the same time i'm trying to hold myself accountable and eat well um and and recalibrate my relationship with food so to talk about those posts um that's what that is man that's powerful uh hold on because you you said some good things and i'm writing some of it down um But thanks for noticing because, you know, I can get self-conscious about like, well, no one's going to watch this. No one's going to see this. Nobody's going to care. But I don't even care about that anymore. I don't because someone's going to look back at the body of work and then check it out like a book on the library. And I have to count on that as well. Um, man, that's a talking point for later for sure. Um, okay. I mean, that's good. That's, I think, something that... Uh, do you find yourself maybe falling into like routine goals? Like, do you find yourself setting more goals because you are accomplishing a little bit more outside of your uh, nine to five and your passion projects? So now you're being able to tackle your health, yeah. uh, family time, things like that. Yeah. Uh, so this can kind of coincide with the, two, the 2019 theme. I was very goal oriented in 2019. I was very uh, set on uh, hardline goals. You know, hey, what can I accomplish with my tasks or with my my time and, and, and what I know how to accomplish and my tools, my resources, and how can I get better and other things like that. Uh, is it what drives that kind of motivation for you? I do it because I know that mm. I, I needed to be motivated in order to kind of get that kick in the ass a long time ago with certain things, uh, certain uh, hobbies and stuff that I got into take discipline and and you get that in different ways and I feel like 
one way I was able to thrive regardless of what I was trying to do was a feeling of like a challenge or a feeling of like accomplishing something. And I know my good friend Andrew has the same thing. Hey man, I need a challenge to get motivated. I need something. Is is the is the race to becoming authentic the challenge no. for you or is no. it the helping people become authentic? And I don't want to make it sound like you're no. the master of authenticity, no, no, no. but everybody's going to eventually have to become authentic by figuring their way out and, and succeeding yeah. and hitting these little things, right? Yeah. When Man. does that become like the... Okay, so I want to answer that. I don't think that way. My brain doesn't think that okay. way, what you're talking about. Okay. Like, and I'll, I'll explain. I'll answer your question, but I want to ask you a question because I'm fascinated about your goals. Mm-hmm. Um. So I've never watched Dragon Ball Z. Neither have I. I'm not. But that, it's like the I've eight seen... mile. It's like the eight mile thing. I know the shorthand, right? Yeah, and, yeah, and, exactly. And, and it's kind of like Superman, where Goku was born like kind of like just a regular hack, regular schmuck, from what I understand. And and then he's called he, a schmuck. He, he's just a guy. He was just a guy, though. <laughs> like he wasn't born with special genetics, mm-hmm. right? Whereas like his counterpart Vegeta was. He's like this royalty right. uh, Saiyan, which is I believe their species. Okay. Right? Follow me here. Uh, this is a guy that does not know anything about Dragon Ball Z. But uh, Goku, our lead protagonist, is a is a basic alien Saiyan character guy. Correct. And he trains his fucking ass off for years and seasons. And he becomes a super Saiyan. And his hair goes gold, I think. There's going to be nerds that are like, mm, that's Super Saiyan 2 knives. Whatever. You get my point. Oh, no. So my, my goal <laughs> no. is to get to Super Saiyan. Oh, no. I want to get to Su- Super Saiyan 2, 3, right, and right. 4. You want to level up. I, I, that's, so that's the way my brain Pokemon, thinks. Right. Okay. I, I ain't getting to Super Saiyan 2 unless I'm like 175 pounds mm-hmm. or 205, whatever the number is. Right. right. But what makes you want to put it out there for the world to see? What fuels that part of it? What fuels the, hey, I need to be in the public eye part of it? I think part of self-development when it comes to yourself is gaining leverage. I think that's a crucial step. You know, Tom Bailey might call it something else. Aubrey Marcus, Lance Armstrong, fucking Robert Greene, who I just got into, might call it something else. You know, I come from the Tony Robbins school, and so he calls it getting leverage. And part of that is like looking at yourself in the mirror and stop telling yourself it's okay no, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I look like shit. Oh, this, the, I, here, I thought of something. Like, I had posted something out there about depression or something, positive thinking, and you had sent me a DM saying, like, yeah, sometimes I just, I kind of just put the smile on and it makes me feel better, so to speak. Um, I'm totally, like, butchering what you said. You didn't say that, but you were like, I, I go through the motions of feeling positive, and then before I know it, I'm feeling positive. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was like, no, 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 it doesn't work that way for me. Like, I can't tell, and I didn't, but I didn't want to write that. I didn't want to have a back and forth. Like, I was just like, oh, that's your opinion, and I I, I get that. For me, it was like, I can't tell myself there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds. I have to say, there's fucking weeds, and I have to pull them out, right? So part of putting that out on Instagram, I'm not going to lie to myself and other people. And also, I'm not selling something to other people. Like, I'm... I got a message. Like I truly have a message, you know, and my, and, and no one's going to buy that unless they see me on the fucking path. Period. I think, that, I, think I think the post you're talking about might, you might be, uh, it was a Bojack Horseman post and it was talking it was. about, you and know, what I meant by that yeah. was is it's, it's one thing. And I'll use my personal example. I don't mean the fake a smile. Yeah, I, don't, I don't mean the, the I was fake being it till you that. make it. 
but I, the routine of just having that positive mindset, like having the mindset when you get up and you do the mundane nine to five thing that maybe you don't enjoy doing a whole lot, yeah. that you're doing it with a purpose and yes. that it's intentional or there's intention behind it and it's purposeful yes. and your work that goes into it is to accomplish a greater thing or to level up in that area yes. or whatever it may be. Yes. And I get that a lot being, I'm in a leadership role at my job and I get the, you know, bad attitudes every day somebody's got a bad attitude about something and if and you they let, want to live in that pocket yes and if you let that oversee if you let that overtake the 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 vision if you the let macro that, it permeates to the micro yes if you let that overtake any little part of how you speak to them how you carry a tone with the customer how you do anything throughout the day how you change something it 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 permeates and it just fucking it festers and it spreads yes. and it becomes this infectious disease and everybody picks up on it and if you're the person in charge it really wears yep. so i have to put positive twists on shit all the fucking time i got people come at me with objections and stupid fucking why are we doing this and i have to put this twist on it and it's not necessarily like oh hey don't think that way you got to think rainbows and butterflies it's like a hey what's causing that what's causing you to be upset about that right now yeah and sometimes it's just especially in the leadership role like did you wake up late did you forget to fucking do something it's about seeing something as it is not worse than it is yes yes like what is this fundamental okay are you upset because you came in late and you know we're gonna have this conversation or are you upset because what like you're not upset about the thing right now you're upset and the thing right now that you're observing you're just reacting to it but you're not you're not putting like the pieces together and to me that's that's understanding like hey if i'm not gonna be completely invested and i'm not gonna be in the moment and that being in the moment requires a little bit of self-awareness and that self-awareness you can't let the negative shit get to that. Yeah. Right? Of course. You can't let that, that creep into your mind because then... Not willingly. Not willingly. Not and willingly. when it is there, when yeah. you do see the weeds, you're like, okay, hey, I got to get those weeds. Fuck and yeah. you pull them. Yeah. And you fucking make sure that, oh man, I'm fucking sore. It hurts. Yeah. I don't want to go to the gym today. Okay. You know that was going to happen because that's what comes with working out right. and getting in shape. Yeah. Are you really going to let that get to yeah. you? Sometimes years go by and you, left, you, you, just repeat, you let these repeat, things repeat, fester. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Yeah. Or and, people get to like that degree where they just halt... And then they repeat steps one through five, but yep. they're not able to get to six through 12. Oh, that's, I mean, I certainly struggle with that, man, for sure. Definitely when it comes to my physiology, like as an artist, it's so hard. And, and this is a con. I don't really believe this. It's just part of the lies that we tell ourselves. But as an artist, you know, I'm like, I, I just try to get to the first down and I will break my fucking ankles. Sports analogy. Hell yeah. <laughs> I will break my fucking ankles to get to that first down. But how's that good for the team? How's that good for me? You know, boom! Now I'm off the now I'm off the season because I broke my ankles just to get a first down. That's a good way of looking at it. And yeah. so it's hard when you're just trying to mow through motherfuckers, right? And so working with Dakota Meyer was like every day was I, I was really trying to get a first down. I you know him and I have talked about this. Like I ate some slept phenomenal in, experiences. By the way, you got to skydive. You got to do yeah. some crazy shit under his wings. I did. Oh, for sure, yeah, I mean, dude. dude. I got to do a lot of shit. Lot I got to I got to not not film it i got to podcast jocko willing aubrey marcus like not just film it I, I was asking them questions like that was a dream come true so you know tim kennedy like all these guys you know and, and it's really dope but but it's the, really dope. But, but here's yes, the thing that people don't understand like the diarrhea i had fucking waking up knowing that i was going to interview tim kennedy was real you know but and so that day <laughs> that was all i could think about and i ate and drank whatever i could just to get me through that day but the con is, yeah, but you can be healthy about that. You don't have to drink five monster drinks or five Red Bulls. You can drink three cups of coffee like a normal human being and get through that yeah, day. Yeah. You can eat clean and work out and get through that day. They do it. 
and you can too, but this goes back to the training. Like I didn't have the habits, the habits, the habits. The, yes. And so after being 30 years old and having gotten, you know, you know, you win a couple of games, you know, and, but you also eat like shit. You really have to get real with yourself and say, but knives, if you're the best version of yourself, then what could you do? And so I talk about this with my friend Luis Cantu and shout out to him. We have this thing where we always tell each other, like, you know, I, this is, I don't want to, I'm sorry, we'll get back to whatever topic you want, but my whole, what big goal I have or what I live for or whatever, man, like as a creative is I want to, I want to actually reach 100%. I really do. I made a movie in 2012 and I, I made it like at 7% of my full human potential. Working with Dakota on, on my best day, I was probably like at 30%. Um, with HOH, with what I'm doing right now, they probably pushed me to like 35. But Knives Monroe, the human, the the artist, the filmmaker, the whatever, the brand, whatever. Knives Monroe, the human, the dad, everything. Like, but what if I'm like at 70? That's got to be. Nobody can stop me. That's, That's what I'm talking about. Take Nobody can be fucking... so low. Oh, bro. Oh, oh. My God. <laughs> but I live with me every day, bro. I live with me every day. I wake up and I'm like, yeah. I mean, like if I'm being real, I wake up and I'm like, I want to die. Very, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I go to sleep and I'm like ashamed of like, man, I had 24 hours and I, I ate wasted a 18 hot dog. I ate a hot. Oh, dude, Fuck. I'm going to. Fuck. Yeah. I feel you. But dude. really though, and, and like so intensely, man. Oh. And like. Damn. so intensely like uh, too intensely bro like you know too intensely for sure like uh at, at any rate i don't want to go down that like i can go down a, a a shame spiral there but but no i'm not the best i could be man like and i know that and like the videos that i make like here's the thing and it's a they're weird fucking great they're great thank knives. you that's very kind of you and but i will say going in. I, I i you know I, I live on this like, dichotomy of like take it to 80 percent and just click publish because you spend you spend like you can spend a year getting it from 80 to 100 what's right. the point how much gets added once the hindsight perspective not kicks in? much everybody looks at something a year ago and goes you know what if i could go back and do that oh, yeah, yeah that extra 20 that's what that extra 20 percent so, is maybe? especially for the internet i'm like the you know let's too. just get it to 80 right but at the same time like there's a you're 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 not you know it's a strange dichotomy of like but i'm also not giving it my all but i do want to give it my all so what is my all you know and, the, and trying to define your all like that's that's all I can be, want to be, and this isn't me trying to put something on. Like I'm just really trying hard today. This is knives, Monroe. This is 24 fucking seven yep. all the time, and it and, and that's it kills why I, me. I, I I called you the entertainer. We can bring this back now, full circle. I'm happy you're entertained we're by done. it, uh, because oh, you know you did your impression. You were doing your your impressions. You did the Waking Life impression, which my did God. you ever see that movie? Yes, I oh, love the Waking Life. Finally, the waking well, life someone and, who knows and, who Speed and, Levitch is and God. a Scanner Darkly. Both films mm -hmm. are fucking phenomenal. That's so funny. Uh, your I was just waiting to pick up my girlfriend in the. And I was at her work, ready to pick her up, and then I just started doing that monologue, and I was like, "I should film this, dude. It's so good." And you <laughs> nailed it. You nailed it. And then your little Brad Pitt ones that you were putting up, yeah, you're sure. you're doing stuff that is, at least in my eyes, probably because you're in my network. But it's, you know, even when I I first joined the, I remember my first instance hearing about you. You posted in a podcast group. Uh, I'm pretty sure you just moved out here. I just moved mm. out here and I remember the name yeah. and I remember that you were always doing something like eccentric and putting yourself out there yeah. and to now know you and to now understand, I think how the gears turn. Oh, okay. It's very, uh, it's very 
eye-opening, man. It's very, it's very nice to see someone who I consider to be on a relative same path as me. You know, I feel like we're both working to be the best versions of ourselves. I think that's the goal for everybody in this day and age to know the reality of things. Hey, yeah, you do only get a hundred years on the rock. Let's fucking do the best we can, and ho- hopefully you're one hundred years on the rock. Hopefully you're you're fucking you're able to uh, help out in your community and your space and your family, and you have this. Uh, you have something about you that makes you human and, and worth, you yeah. know, or you have okay. a worth. Uh, and there's, it's humbling to just see somebody be able to do it and do so gracefully. I think, you know, maybe you're not going a hundred percent. That's fine. Uh, but you're doing so. I have to believe well. that Dave Chappelle is like, he's optimized somehow. I, I have to I believe know. that Rogan, like in the podcast world, let's just talk to him, talk about him as a podcaster. They could be that 80%. guy's at a hundred. Is it? Is he at a hundred? Wait till oh, you he know stops there's doing days. fights. Wait till he stops doing fights. You, and we get episodes, two episodes a day. We shall see. You know, you, you, but you know, there's been days where he's uploaded four times that day. Yeah, and yeah. the fourth yep. time was with Alex fucking Jones, right? Yes. So it's like you know, and, and I'm like, how does he do it? And it's really easy to be like, well, he's a millionaire. I mean, and he's he, got Jamie. Sure, got, but the but vision no. originated somewhere. That vision and that ethic. And podcasts are work, into, man. Yeah, the 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 ethic. Well, not even just the podcast realm, but he's there because he's successful. He knows the recipe. He understands what hard work does yes and he got to be able to do a f- successful podcast because yeah. there was already a foundation built off of the other shit that he had put in for that and he put a lot of work into. yes yes and if he yeah. is 80 percent, if he is 90 percent, 100 percent, yeah fuck man then at least you know but i feel that there's a little bit of that weird fourth wall gets broken because then you start holding yourself to the standards of what you see on your screen and what you see in your i think Instagram that's feed. okay it is i think like don't compare yourself and it's don't okay and don't just settle. like food's okay you don't let it get too much. Don't go, oh man, the lot. You know, there's. It's weird, dude. We don't really know. You have to speak of the with decade. The possibilities. Yeah, the social media and how we're perceiving that standard now yes. is different. It's fucking ten years old at a rampant pace, right? And in, in 2009, shit was just kicking up. Shit was just getting. We real. had MySpace in 2009. <sighs> man, that was dope. 2000. And I, we're doing the recap episode. Yes, we'll, we'll, we are. Yes. I'm gonna make it work for 100. Okay. percent I think that you had a successful 2019. Was my point. That was what I was trying to get at that whole time. Uh, was to say that I think I think you. That's nice of you to say. I don't agree, but let's I, go hey, on. Man, let's move on. You know, <laughs> uh, and we've. I felt like we've talked a lot this year, and I I wanted to have you on for this uh, episode again because you were on my year end one last year. That was a great podcast, and we covered some stuff that we appreciated. So without having to go like a top five list, sure, sure. What in 2019 has has gravitated the Neisman Row energy and what have you been able to let me be honest with you when I woke up and I knew you were going to ask me this question here we are I knew well, you were going to ask me that email, so. yeah and I woke up knowing like <laughs> I got to tell Brian the truth I can't lie to him like I can't go on his podcast and lie like I can't live with myself that was an option uh, no but I also knew like <laughs> I think I also knew that we were going to be on opposing sides but so let me just preface wow. all this with um, with saying like let it play out because if we both agreed on everything, it probably wouldn't be a good podcast, right? Um, so, like 2019. Can I, get a, can I get my coffee? Get your coffee. Did you want anything else? Are you good for like yeah, a split second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is going to Did you me. pour enough for two cups? Yeah, it's a can. I'll pour both. But it's a nitro. Okay. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I'll take one if you're cool with that. This guy's got nitro. So, uh, the listeners might not know this, but I'm a very big fan of coffee. I'm all about that coffee life. Um, I'll take a cold brew. I'll drink anything, but I won't put sugar in it. I won't put uh, any sort of dairy in it. I don't put some cream in this motherfucker. I don't put milk in it. So uh, just give me my coffee. Give it to me black. It's the way I like it. So um, as long as he doesn't put any sweet and low or what's it called? Sativa? No, that's not right. Stevia? 
Yeah, no, uh, I'm not about that. Just give it to me and give it to me straight. You're only supposed to drink like half at a time. Half at a time. I trust you. It's the cuvee. Oh, it smells like... It's phenomenal, dude. It smells like uh, all my favorite 80s pop hits. If there's a uh, recipe to podcast, coffee's definitely Thank you, it. brother. Thank you. <laughs> so 2019 had some ups and downs. The first half sucked big fat dick for me. Okay. It sucked big fat dick. I had the worst day of my life on my birthday. Okay. Where I turned 31, March 23rd. I won't say why, and I don't want to get into it, and I probably never fucking will. But okay. um, I had the worst day of my life this year. Um, I had. You so- ever heard the Census Fail song, The Irony of Dying on Your Birthday? No. Did you feel like you were going to die? I felt like I was dying. Okay. But I didn't feel like I was going to die. All right. Um, and so, like, I, all, I feel like on a macro, this year was disappointing, man. Like, 2018, it was hard to come up with a top 10. Uh, of like albums let's just say outside or inside it was it was depressing both okay both like um that's probably a projection to a degree and probably an absorption there was probably a back and forth well i'm I'm, see and and that's why you know i don't want to just rattle off a list but uh, i thought movies that were supposed to be great sucked shows that were supposed to be great sucked albums that were supposed to be great this year sucked maybe it was all just a projection like you said and so i'm interested in having that conversation but uh Shit didn't get, I, I didn't get out of the tunnel until like fucking September. Hmm. And so it's weird to hear you be like, you had a lit 2019. And I'm like, I really want to accept that. And I would if I did. But it, it hey, you I, know, I'm just, I, I'm projecting. I, it, it was diehard, I'm dude. just giving you a compliment. I, I know, you're, I know. You probably did suck, bro. Like, I don't <laughs> But I don't know how to do the. Uh, it's nice that you're willing to talk about it. Of course. It's nice that I, you're I, willing I, to I don't want to blow smoke up your ass. And I don't want to own it because when I own it, I want to earn it. Like, I want it to be like, yeah, like 2020 was, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, You dude. know, that's when I made X amount or like that's when my kids were, you know, whatever. The 20s. I've already started the hashtag. I'm already balls deep <laughs> on it, right? It's a new decade. Everybody's yes. going to have that same new year, new me mentality, new year, new fire. I get it. Uh, okay, so it was a struggle. 2020, was a rough, was, I okay. mean, 2019, like... Compar- Mine started off rough. Did it? Yeah, but I mean, anybody can say that, right? I feel like the, the fact that you, your compass and or your, your gauge in my head is it's set, man. I understand that what I see knives may be 80% may now only be 15%. No, dude. So I can only imagine the hard year. Dude, I, I promise you this would be a completely different fucking level. If I was at 80%, <laughs> oh, no. oh, we would be, no, no, you, no. I've never touched 80%. Is there, okay, what's the disappointment of 2019? How does that train start? The two, the disappointment? Oh, you mean like in a, in a cultural sense? However you want to talk okay. about it. Well, I think the listeners will appreciate this. Uh, were you a Game of Thrones guy? Oh, I was. I am. The Game of Thrones like took a shit in my mouth. And here's the worst part. They pinched my nose for six episodes while they defecated inside my mouth, in and around my mouth. And I had to swallow that shit. And I fucking swallowed it. But it was one of those like gratuitous like you look up at the camera and you make eye contact with the Game of Thrones D and D guys, mm-hmm. and then they want to see the shit in your mouth before you swallow it. I was like, why do you have to be all graphic about it? That was like, well, fuck y'all. You know that hurt, and it was like, man, we gave you guys ten years. Fuck y'all. That hurt. Yeah, it did. I'm sorry if you liked it. No, uh, and so I, I'm in the same boat. Here's my okay. 
to proceed this, I feel like re- over the, since probably the Game of Thrones since it started, sure. I feel like I've tried disconnecting from the Hollywood world. Okay. Uh, for the sake of it being Hollywood, right? Uh, I used to be really into movies, balls deep. Lately, I've been really trying to be. I went a long time without like keeping up on movies, mm-hmm. and over the last couple of years, I've really tried to be uh, thoughtful about my what movies I'm gonna see and yeah, what I'm gonna. Div- what are what's worth your time? I mean, I was into Dexter. I was into Weeds. I was into all like the good series, right? But it was recently, like I didn't see Breaking Bad. I didn't see Sons of Anarchy. I didn't get, you know, that was while I was disconnected. Game of Thrones, I was following pretty heavily. Sure. Um, you know, it, it was seminal, shameless. It was I seminal was into, television. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that I like for the, I guess, the sake of the art movies. Like my movie list for this year, the ones I'm going to mention. Yeah. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. You can give. You can have the opinion after the word, after the fact. Sure, but sure. I was following Game of Thrones because of how deep it was and how, you know, I thought that it was beautiful as a work of art, as something that was, you know, and I'm not into the books. I'm not into the the deep realms of it, but mm-hmm. I'm into it. And I heard that it was because they got the Star Wars gig that they rushed it. You know, after already prolonging it yeah, then can, they decided like oh we need to bump this out that's yeah, like what fill, a lot of people said in, about it fill in whatever excuse you want it was lazy it, either way it's it an was, excuse it is it yeah. is and it's but are we why do i feel that way why do i feel like it was such a steaming pile of shit i can explain you know because it was right well it was but <laughs> like, like and you i know. don't enjoy talking about it either because everybody has the same complaints it's the same complaints yeah. and you can't like deny it yeah. It's so blatant yeah. that it was just a piece of shit. Yeah, it was a piece of shit. Time, uh, the structure to it, the lead up to it. It was just lazy, the whatever act- it was. Mismanagement, however The actors was, have gone on record saying, like, uh, sorry. They had hard times. There was, like, yeah. what they, you know, it was just weird. It was yeah. very weird to it's begin with. And it's just like, okay. It's a bummer. And you have to just accept it. That one we can't take. You other ones you can. Yeah. Other ones you can proudly talk shit about. You like know? what? Uh, I mean, I feel like with... Like the end of Dexter, like yeah. I, I'm like that fucking was bullshit. But I yeah. still stand by Dexter. Okay. Game of Thrones, I'm almost like I can't even talk about how good it was anymore. I know. Because it was that bad. Like it the ending of it bad. was just so gross, and like it was almost like two years. It had to have. It was two years until we got the finale. It had to rock your fucking dick off, and it did not do that. Didn't. And it's just like, man, you. I wasted time. It's like a bad relationship. It's a bad relationship. Ah, Yeah. And you realize this person was stealing from you over fucking ten years. You're like, but wait a second, I gave you everything. It hurts my head to think about. It hurts. And so, like, that was a big disappointment. And uh, you know, we can just focus on that. But I don't want to. Oh yeah, this this isn't the same realm. But. you know, have you ever walked out of a movie because it was so bad? Uh, we live in a very hyperbolic time where people are like, I can't say, that, say that I have. I have a few times when I was I like, have to think when that. I was eight years old or so, I walked out of John Leguizamo's The Pest. It was a really bad movie, and then I went on a date where we, me and my girlfriend, we would just like. When you were eight, you walked out of a film. Yeah. Wow. I told my mom I was like, because I loved John Leguizamo as a kid. He's cause, great because the Mario Brothers movie. But I also liked his stand-up as a kid. And uh, I asked my mom, I was like, can you give me like money for the arcade? She's like, yeah. And I just like went to the arcade, and I was like, fuck that movie, man. It sucked. It was bad. And then uh, me and my girlfriend, when I was younger, we would just go into the movie theaters and just fuck, right? And we were watching, and I sat through a lot of bad movies. And Will Ferrell's Bewitched, I was just like, I don't even want to fuck during this. Let's get out of here. We left. 
it was that bad. Wow. I, I wanted to walk Unfuckable. out. Unfuckable. Uh, yeah, and and, and I haven't felt that way in a long time. But the Lion King, the new one, made me want to leave, but I didn't because my kids were there. My daughter, my five year old daughter, in the in the yeah, like the beginning was like, Papa, that's not the Lion King. She told me, and I was like, I couldn't lie to her and tell her, Yeah, it is. You know how I watched the Lion King. How? Someone was watching it on an airplane, and I was like three rows behind him, and I just watched oh. it. I didn't know sound or anything. I just watched it. I was <laughs> just like, that's dope. I was listening to a podcast. <laughs> it was when we were coming back from like. I, I've seen and... Endgame. I don't know how many times that way. <laughs> um, but Lion King was a big, like, I, my soul was leaving my body the whole time. See, I almost, I didn't invest my time on those because I didn't want to get hurt. Of course. I knew that the Aladdin bullshit, but it was because of the hype around it. Like, I was excited to hear they were getting remade, yeah. but then once the just shitstorm yeah. of like, it's disgusting in the trailer came out and yeah. just all the negative shit that killed my vibe for sure towards those movies i was like man fuck this i don't even want to give i don't even i don't even want to tarnish whatever good thoughts i do have about the movie and now you have disney plus it's weird that you talk shit about disney yeah. plus because i'm normally not about disney and china or any of that same and we were just the other day we we're like all right we're going unplugged we're south yeah. parking it we're fucking yep. legitimately cutting it Oh, uh, wow. Getting and. I'm doing that 2020. I'm still debating it. I'm doing it. I'm thinking we might have to go back on just for the sake of having, like, I, I, fights weren't on the other day on ESPN. We don't have ESPN. <laughs> and I'm just like, mm, I need cable for that. But, anyways. <laughs> um, I'll probably save 300 bucks a month if I get rid of all my Disney digital Plus, stuff. Dude, we watched Brink, like, all the old shit's on there. But yeah. even then, I was just like, man, do I watch it and, like, have this weird, shitty 32 year old perspective of these old yes. movies? Although I did watch the original, like, cartoon Robin Hood the other day. It was phenomenal. With the fox? Yeah, dude. Very attractive animals. That was a great, great movie. Nobody gives that movie credit. I, I just think remember, that's one of my favorites. I just remember the princess and being really attracted to She's her. She's a fox, yeah. She is a fox. Uh, As a kid, that's all I remember was, I want to fuck that fox. <laughs> I'm talking like at six years old. I was like, I want to put my penis inside probably, that fox. Probably, probably, yeah. No, de- most definitely. I did. I can almost imagine There were that. some animals, not animals, but like animated uh, anthropomorphic yeah. characters in mm-hmm. Disney where I was just like damn yeah. quite a bit there were quite there a bit were. what yes. about do they have a DuckTales or Chippendale Adventures Chip, uh, or some shit like that they got it all yeah but you know how like some of them had like weird porn shit in it like the fucking of course I wonder if that's still in there like I probably not right that shit's no, gotta be edited I, I, out. they probably edit that shit just because um, I know that they edited some cartoon characters hat did they yeah because it just they also put like, like they put suspicious. racist warnings before Dumbo, I know that. That movie's racist as fuck. Yeah. I, I, Disney's IP is really whack when you see it all on a shelf like that. That was the most, most lackluster IP I've seen, like when it's all put on a shelf. I was like, I don't want to see any of this. We just use it for The Simpsons in my house. It's not a whole lot. Yeah, it's not a whole lot. You would think there'd be more, but it does have some weird bank. Like, do you remember back when Disney was primetime doing their movies like Brink? Of course. Friday Xenon, nights. What was that mummy movie? Do you remember the mummy movie? The mummy comes back to life and they have oh, yeah. the fucking like high school prom or some shit. Oh yeah. And oh the yeah. At the prom. That's what's not was on that there. Dis- oh fuck yeah, dude. Was that Disney though or was that Nick? I gotta say Disney. And it was like a like they. It, it's kind of like a Cinderella uh, uh, mummy story where like at midnight he's gonna go back to like being yes. dead or something. Yes, yes. And then the female mummy at the end, you're just like, oh shit, it's a female mummy. That's what's in the sarcophagus. And oh snap, like dude! I, I don't think that was Disney. I'm That's way too lit to be Disney. I'm almost positive it was. It wasn't Nick because Nick didn't really have movies that I'm aware of. They had like Snick and they had the nighttime bullshit. But maybe it was like an ABC thing. Pre Disney acquisition, I don't know. 
Maybe. I'm not sure, dude, but you're on to something. I can't believe we saw the same thing. Well, duh. I, I would have went to the grave Disney never remembering that. dude. What else was a disappointment? I've, I have some stuff I want to rattle off that was Disney good, Plus but... is a disappointment, and Star Wars has not ended. And I have a feeling that's going to be a disappointment because I read the leaks because I don't give a fuck about I, I am a – I do not – I hate Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars guy. I can go to my death, like, talking shit about Star Wars forever. No one's going to change my mind. So I don't know if you're a Star Wars guy. Most He's people wearing are. a NASA sweater, by the way. Which takes place on Earth, not in a galaxy far, far away, which doesn't make any sense because they all speak English. It's like, get the fuck out of here, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that Star Wars, the trilogy, is going to be a disappointment. So chalk that up to 2019. Let's just presume that it was. Also, I don't give a shit about Baby Yoda, so put that on the disappointment list. Um, oh, so Marvel wrapped up their their giant uh, 12-year odyssey there with Endgame. Mm-hmm. Were you a fan of that? Did you watch it? No. It was a piece. It was a turd. Last Avenger movie I took in was Age of Ultron. Leave it at that. That was, was a good lackluster. one. Mm. Well, I mean, Even that's then. as good as it's going to get. Mm. Um, su- super whack, super lame, very long, very indulgent. Um, b- boring, um, bad, okay. very bad. Um, I yeah, heard. not a big, not a big fan of that. And I'm not trying to like just go down a list of all the shit that disappointed me. Um, okay, but here's an example of something that should have been good but wasn't was Chance the Rapper's album. Wow. Okay. I didn't like it. I'm sorry if you did. Uh, I mean, I I appreciated it for being a Chance album. Uh, I was I'm I not, wanted I wasn't it to the be biggest, good. I wasn't the craziest Chance fan. But I was like, cool, Chance's new album. I felt the same way. Uh, I mean, I like Kendrick a lot, but honestly, the same way about Kendrick. What are you saying Kendrick's right now? Kendrick's not like what the, we... my favorite person. Why? My favorite rapper. I mean, I like Kendrick Lamar, but I'm not like... That's your favorite. Okay. No. Okay. He's your favorite for he's sure. He's not my favorite. favorite. I think he's I um, appreciate the best right now. everything. I mean, he's definitely killing it. He's kind of like... A, you, you should like talk to people who were there when... Pulp Fiction came out, and mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh, I was there for that, and that changed everything." Mm-hmm. That's like Kendrick for me right now. Is like I was there for that guy, and he's and he's just. Did you like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at least? No, for I didn't. 2019? No, I didn't. And I was waiting for you to bring it up. I wasn't gonna. We don't even have to talk about it. It was. Like, I like. I mean, okay. I'm All a Tarantino right. guy. He's right. my dad. He's on the Mount Rushmore for me. My dad. He's, he's my, my dad. dad. <laughs> I tell people Quentin Tarantino's my dad. <laughs> I tell everybody that. Like you know. Oh, that's weird. I'm his. Da- I'm, he's my dad. Okay. CM Punk's my dad. Tony Robbins is my dad. It's just the way it is. Marilyn Manson's my dad. Um, is that your Mount Rushmore? Those four? No, Tony but like Robbins, and, 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 CM Punk, no. Marilyn Manson, and Quentin Tarantino. They're my dads, but I like, like it. uh, Tar- it's a good, Tarantino's it's good on the Mount Rushmore of, of filmmakers for me. I mean, I became a filmmaker because of Kill Bill. Um, see, I didn't. I really didn't like the Kill Bills. Wow. Um, I've never heard that before. I, I mean, I liked them, but they. I don't think they're his best. I think his best probably is Pulp Fiction. Uh, I and I've I like I've gone back and watched like four rooms I like Good uh, Kid Mad City is like a sonic pulp fiction to me. I didn't okay. Okay. Um I even I even liked the uh the double feature he did. Grindhouse. Right? Yeah, Death the Grindhouse one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And I mean I probably think Inglorious Bastards is my favorite. Sure. I allow that, yeah. I've kind of taken to the fact that he's gonna take liberties with what he's writing of and course. how he's gonna do it. Yeah. Um, I liked the movie a lot. I thought it was a really good movie. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't. I'm surprised you're. <laughs> you came in hot with quite, it too. So quite, why? quite honestly, and and I, I'm not as um, salty about that as I. I love your tattoos. I'm not as salty Thanks. about that as I am about the aforementioned Game of Thrones and okay. stuff like that. Okay. Because it's, because Once Upon a Time is not a bad movie. I think out of the nine movies that have Tarantino's name on it, it's at the bottom. That's all. 
but that means okay. it's an A minus. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like I happen to I happen to think Hateful Eight was better, Django Unchained was better, and so on. So this movie just like the the writing to me was just like, what are you doing? There's a scene where um, Brad Pitt takes off his shirt on the roof of a house, and it's kind of like the peak of the movie. And uh, and he has a, a daydream slash flashback of when he's on set with Bruce Lee. And he's trying to get work as a stuntman, right? Before Inside that flashback, DiCaprio and Kurt Russell are talking about, like, ah, we don't want to work with Brad Pitt. He killed his wife. They cut to a flashback inside a flashback with Brad Pitt. Maybe he killed his wife. Maybe he didn't. I'm just like, Tarantino, what are you doing writing-wise? I'm like, you're inside a flashback inside a flashback? But he wasn't – Brad Pitt wasn't there for that conversation. So how would he know that? So he's doing all these weird narrative things, and I'm like, you're confusing me. And I should not feel this way in a Tarantino movie. And he does that a few times where I'm like, hmm. Tarantino, I love you. Usually your movies can be nine hours long, and, I, and I'll watch the whole thing with my mouth agape. This one was kind of like, you could have trimmed off 20 minutes, bro. Like, I love you, but... Did you know there's an extended version? There's an extra, And that's like, the thing. Minutes, Had this been minutes. a nine-hour miniseries, I think it would have been the bomb, you know? But it, it almost... Quentin, I get why you want to hang it up at 60 because you can't keep it up at that level forever. I mean, nobody can. Well, except Martin Scorsese, apparently. Which uh, I put the, the Irishman up. Uh, the Irishman. I have, up there. I've yet to see that. Yet to see that. So can I tell you a funny story that yeah. I, I didn't think I'd ever put on wax? Um, so I, I, it's the day after Thanksgiving. The Irishman drops. I'm like, I'm watching it because Scorsese's he's, he's on the Mount Rushmore. He's one of my guys. And uh, here's the thing. I grew up like watching casino with my mom i grew up renting goodfellas and seeing it a hundred times and bootlegging the tapes and like selling the tapes to people like go watch this movie and like you go inside the hood and people are watching a, a goodfellas like bootleg that you bootleg somebody that like made a copy of your copy and you're like ah, goodfellas you know and then you watch the departed and i saw the departed which was like one of the greatest cinematic experiences i've ever had at a movie theater mm-hmm. and that, that was my movie. first scorsese movie at a theater and so i'm like also i would never seen the trailer for the irishman so i'm like hey scorsese what more do you need First 10 minutes in, I see Joe Pesci. I'm like, what the fuck? Joe Pesci, dude? This guy's retired, coming out of a 20-year retirement? Like, I'm in. Harvey Keitel, you know, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino. I pause the movie. It's a a three-and-a-half-hour epic, and I I tell Claire, I'm like, I'm going to go get a drink. She's like, what? What'd you say? I thought I heard you say you're going to get a drink. And I was like, I'm going to go get a drink, which I don't drink. An alcohol drink. An alcoholic beverage. And so I I go to Specs. I get a Southern Comfort, a bottle. And because I don't know what to get. And, First uh, liquor I ever had, by the way. Really? Yes. So that goes to show where I'm at. And uh, oh, I go, it's beautiful. I go back home. Beautiful. I just have two glasses and I, and I, I black out and fall asleep. So I didn't get to finish it. But I was like, I want, I, it just felt like I really want to soak in this seminal film yeah, yeah. where like these, Amer- these American actors, the best of the generation are coming out to, you know, for one last curtain call. And, and then I finished it the next day. But I, I'd never drank before, it, really. And it was just one of those like kind of affectation of like I'm I'm masculine too guys and like I'm gonna hang and, in the club you know what I mean and it was just one of the and I, 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 it was such a fun bonding home viewing experience and so like that kind of added to why I love the Irishman but it was also a great movie. My friend of mine actually tried out for the uh, the clerk. No. Uh, yeah, he did. Mike Mike Martuccio. He he was in uh, the Sopranos. He's no. A buddy of mine in California. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He tried out to be the 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 grocery cashier guy. 
Dude, that is awesome, man. I, I would have done whatever it takes like yeah. to get on that movie if, Dude, I, if I was in that I got situation. It. I have to watch it. I'm a big Scorsese fan, too. Departed is probably one of my favorite movies ever. Fucking A. I always think um, it's going to end different every time I watch it. I know. It. <laughs> like, right? It's like, it's like this isn't going to happen. Then but then Mark's there. Like, that always I know. gets me, you too. You guys stick around like, for oh, that. I fucking forgot. Yeah, I forgot. Um, okay, so. Yeah, so The uh, Irishman's a good one. All right, I'll get on the Irishman for sure. Uh, Joker, you wanted to talk about Joker? Yes. Um, well, what so, did you think about it? Okay. Did you watch it? What other big, big disappointments do you have? Cause big disappointments. If any, if you want to go, um, what's on your list? Let's keep going, and then we'll get to the Joker. I'm writing it down. Also, uh, I guess, like, this is a hot take, and I'm sorry. And mm-hmm. uh, is your is your uh, girlfriend here? No. Okay, because I would not want to offend her. Something tells me that she would be offended. This is a hot take. Are you ready for this? Okay. Dude, uh, who gives a fuck about Lizzo, man? Uh, did you see my post? No. Are you being okay? So, no. I don't give a fuck about Lizzo. Really? And are you ready for this? I'm ready. I don't. I say that with all due respect, Lizzo. Yeah. I've met you. I've Same. had a drink with Lizzo. Oh. Uh, so me and my girlfriend. What? Uh, our very first date was in 2015, uh, 2014, October 2014. Um, huh. No, no, no. I, I apologize. November 18th, exact date. Babe, don't kill me. Yeah. November 18th, 18th was our very first date. Wow. She worked at this place in um, Pioneer Town, California called Pappy and Harriet's. Uh, there was a show. The show was Lizzo back in her fucking early, early prime, killing it. Wow. Uh, and she also had a girl with her. I believe the girl's still with her, uh, and it's part of that whole thing. Uh-huh. Um, Harmar Superstar. We call it Harmar Day because we didn't know who Harmar Superstar was. We got tickets to see Macaulay Culkin's band, wow. The Pizza Underground. You have such a cool life. We got tickets to see him. You're peeking. Him, Harmar. the band? No, 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 oh. no. Macaulay Culkin's band. Yes. The Pizza Underground. Gotcha. Uh, Harmar Superstar happened to headline the show. We fell in love with Harmar and have seen him fucking a handful of times now. You're setting it up brilliantly. And wanted to play at our wedding. But anyways, uh, so Lizzo was there at the event. She was very cool. She hung out after the, afterwards. It was just this little hokey-dokey bar up in Pioneertown, California. What a humble brag. Um, and so it's... But pe- Kesha had her birthday there. It's fucking... People <laughs> come from Europe to go to this stupid bar, and my girlfriend happened to work... would be a hostess there. And so she would get tickets and shit, and they had a little house that they call the little house that you could rent out uh. if you stayed at... Pappy and Harriet's and it's like this world famous bar it's all over the place and we rented the little house for the night so wow. we fucking raged all night with all these fucking bands Whoa. and just fucking hung out Macaulay Culkin didn't hang out because he was sick but whatever it's fucking cool Madonna. Uh, <laughs> everybody else hung out Harmar was great everybody had a fucking fantastic time and uh, yeah, that was so you're our saying first you're saying uh, Lizzo is probably a delightful human. So Lizzo's phenomenal human being. Yeah, uh, I like her music. I'm you know I don't jump on hype trains very often. Wow. Uh, you know she's killing it. I saw her wave at ACL. I'm not mad at her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. uh, you know, I, I guess like I feel like uh, gotta back you up, girl. Gotta uh, uh, one hundred, and I Lizzo. I totally respect that. And now I can say I have a friend that knows Lizzo, and that's pretty cool. Except and you guys are tight, and you guys have each other's uh, numbers, <laughs> and that's badass. That's true, We're that's all true. in a text chain together, and that's yeah. gonna be my narrative. But yeah. <laughs> you know, I kind of feel like people just I, I kind of are kind of like ironically into her, into her, yeah. And that, and I, I resent that. Mm. It's just the punk rock in me that like mm-hmm. I resent that. Mm-hmm. Her music is like mm-hmm. I. Yep. And I, yep. I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, yeah, but that's how it came out in 2016. I don't care. Yeah. But, you know, I'm happy that she's successful and hopefully she pays it forward and does great things with her success. But I was just like, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. Um, stop trying to make Fetch happen. As far as shit that was whack, 
Um, pop culture wise, that would be it. My life was pretty whack, but pop culture wise, that was that. <laughs> you don't want to touch on any life stuff. You don't want to throw a bone. <sighs> Something we can maybe talk about now. I- I'm gonna throw you a a grain of salt. Okay. This is a grain of salt, and a lot of people might not be able to re- relate to this. Dude, I always turn that the screensaver off, bro. I know. I don't know why it's on. I didn't update. I think that's why it's on. I think I didn't. Damn, Apple it. updates. Um, so, I've never, said, I've never said this publicly before, and uh, I ain't trying to emphasize this. This is just assault, a, a grain of salt. Um, oh, not assault, like you were assaulted? Not an assault. This is just a grain of salt. Um, so, we live in a world that's very, like, uh, brand-oriented. Everybody's m- making shirts. I get asked, oh, are you going to make Indie Darling shirts? And I'm like, no, I'm not in the merch business. I don't know how to sell merch. Uh, also, you need to have the clout for that. Like, this is a conversation that I have with friend of the show, Trent Knox, of you can't say, um, let's say Trent Knox starts a business and it's called the A business and he'll start like selling shirts. And it's like, no, 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 you have to build that brand and make it kind of famous mm-hmm. and then monetize shirts when people want to buy it. Like, Chance the Rapper can't start selling that three hat unless he's this big guy, right? That's the mm-hmm. way it goes. Um, so, um, we live in that culture where everybody's got a shirt. I see it all the time. Buy my shirt. And uh, so I got a lot of free shirts. <laughs> and I have a lot of own the dash shirts. A lot of them. And I was like drinking the Kool-Aid and like totally inoculated in that system of like wherever I go, like I'm going to wear my own the dash shirt. I'm going to wear my own the dash hat. And I'm Dakota's guy. And I'm Knives Monroe, the invisible cameraman in the corner, and he's wearing an Own the Dash shirt, and he's representing the brand, and he's that guy. The thing that happens is when you're doing that for two years, you kind of lose yourself a little bit because you're bought in. And so I had to, uh, after leaving that job and going to a new job, be like, what? I haven't even bought my own shirts in well over 10 years. Like The last time I bought clothes for myself was the summer going into my senior year in high school. And I was like, oh my God, cause I either I'll wear the same clothes or I just like, you know, get hand-me-downs or people give me like their, their shirt. And, <laughs> um, and I'm one of those, I'm very like um, minimal. Like I don't, I'm not like, I, I don't get that. Like my son's all about, he's all about that sneaker. He's a sneaker guy and I don't give a fuck like about shoes, right? So I, I'm not, I don't think that way. And needless to say, after trying like to kind of get my identity back and like my, my, myself back, I was like, I can't do that and still wear other brands' shirts. And I was like, well, what do I want? So I just went on Amazon and I bought, I'm wearing a, a, a white dare shirt, like the, you know, dare. Dare to resist and, drugs and violence. And that's like me. One and of the most corrupt campaigns ever ran. <laughs> tell me more about that because I don't know ran. anything about that. But tell me more about that. But uh, I also got some heavy metal shirts, you know, like Slayer and Cradle of Filth and Iron Maiden and just some shirts that like mean something to me and I got like a Kill Bill shirt because you know I rocked the Hattori Hanzo and uh, I started wearing them and, 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 and feeling myself and I was like I feel great and then Dakota calls me asks for a favor I never thought I'd have this conversation on public but um, I was like hey can you film something for me like after the fact or whatever and I was like of course whatever you want I go to his place and I'm wearing my dare shirt and he, and he tells everybody in the room like look at Knives He's living, you know, he's uh, like, you know, doing his own thing. And he doesn't even wear the own the dash shirts anymore. And I just ate it, you know, Whoa. but in, in, in my uh, in my heart, I was like, yeah, no, because I'm my own autonomous human now, you know. And so that's just one little thing, one little nugget of like, 
I need to be me. I just need to be me. And that's something that when you're inoculated inside an organization or a world or a brand or like, you know, a team spirit, if you will, like, you know, you might think you're a Boston Celtic, but you could easily be a fucking L.A. Laker. Like, you don't know. Like, you aren't that. You're Paul Pierce. Is that his name? Dude, I'm old, okay? Like, I don't know who the new Celtics are, but, like, you, you're, you you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're fucking, you're Tracy McGrady fucking oh, Wizards man. or some shit. I don't know, but, like, my point is, like, I'm Knives Monroe, and I rock the Knives Monroe jersey. Whoa. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yep. No, so that's just one little, saying. and, dude, that is, that's not even the entree. That ain't even the fucking appetizer. That's just a fucking grain of salt of, like, these little micro things that, like, fucking weigh me down. So... As far as bad uh, pop okay. culture stuff, that's just one thing to me that uh, the, the, just those the shows and the movies and the albums that were kind of like whack. I feel like I gotta light a cigarette, my guy. Hey, I'll share a cigarette with oh, you, man. If you man. smoke in your you smoke inside your apartment, but uh, do you? Uh, we can smoke something else if you want. Do, I, I can't. But do you have okay. any uh, bright spots? Uh, well, the Joker, <laughs> maybe. Did I don't you know. like Joker? Uh, I did. I did. Uh, yeah, I absolutely did. Um, I've been saving my opinion for your podcast. Really? Yes. You haven't. Okay. This is the form. Go. Well, I don't want to go on a big rant, but what did you think? Um, so, I liked it. Um, I think that you don't go out and you see movies much, but you had to see this one, huh? Yeah, because it. You know, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm a Joaquin Phoenix fan. I do believe that he's, uh, in his work enough to where you're going to watch something special. You know, you're not just getting Joaquin Phoenix in signs. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, would probably be my best. Yeah. Gladiator, maybe you're not, even though he was good. Yeah. Uh, you're getting, you know, him being able to be him. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm not mad at the Joker. I didn't see Sinister Squad, so I don't know Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, but again, to me, that was just the blockbuster hype movie. That wasn't really like a piece. Yeah, yeah you're right. Uh, to observe where I do think Joker was. Um. I think that it's social narratives obviously talked about depression and you know being the outsider and that whole that whole idea um, which was powerful I got that and it's important um, you know and I think Joaquin Phoenix did a great job encompassing whatever piece he felt he needed to fulfill whatever part of him needed to be into that character mm -hmm. I felt that you were getting uh, you were getting somebody else. You weren't getting, you know, you were getting a Joker. You were getting a, a character that I think is more powerful than the Heath Ledger one. I don't mean to mm -hmm. rain on anybody's parade there, right. but just different Jokers. Yeah. And I think that uh, it fit pretty nicely with with this shit that shit that's going on. It obviously transcended into pop culture because you had the Mexican Joker on South Park, mm -hmm. and you you know it, it's obviously murdered, but highest grossing rated R movie of all time, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So made a billy at the box office. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's clearly a uh, a timepiece, I think. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. I really, really did enjoy it. And I, uh, I'd five was rating four out of five, four and a half out of five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked it. Like I give it a 4.6 out of 5. Brian. Okay, cool. No, no, no. But cool. uh, I, I don't try not to rate movies. I, it's hard to talk about this movie without getting on a soapbox, but you just did it. So I'm going to do the same and follow in your vein. Please, I, I don't want to go on a soapbox. It was it was a great uh, alternative to what, you know, Disney kind of owns a monopoly on superhero movies or at least like how they're supposed to be. And so this was kind of like an outlier because 
we have been force fed one way of looking at superhero movies or comic book movies. It had even a though, graphic novel feel. Right. It had a V for Vendetta, Watchmen feel. Sin City esque yes. sort of. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Like it, it was gritty. It was ugly. Long form almost. And uh, like not a overarching thing, but a right. one central aspect. And I missed that, right? So it was kind of a throwback in a lot of ways. And uh, I named my daughter after Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix is her middle name. And so obviously Joaquin's, I think, the greatest living actor right now. Um, Phil Hoffman was my guy until he killed himself, and Robin Williams was my guy until he killed himself, and they killed themselves like a month apart. So Joaquin's like, you know, the best living actor, in my opinion, today anyways. Um, so it was a delight to see him fully maximize. I mean, talking about that 100%, like, what is Joaquin at in that movie if it's not fucking peaking? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's on some he's on some shit, right? So um, loved it for that, for sure. Joker is definitely a bright spot. Um as far as movies go, and I'd be this is kind of a weird transition, but I'd be remiss if I, I wrote down Keanu Reeves, just because he probably had the best year um, for any human, maybe. Like this was like the, I remember when Matthew McConaughey had the McConaissance, um, but Keanu was in Toy Story Four, John Wick Chapter Three came out, and he was in Ali Wong's Always Be My Maybe in a dope cameo where he plays himself. Um, he's just like in everything and everywhere and he's so, such an endearing spirit like nobody has a bad thing to say about him he's a delight sorry for this this is so no, you're annoying fine, man. You're um, it's Sears <clears throat> just kidding I don't know um, but I mean uh, John Wick chapter 3 was awesome um, every, you know Keanu got had probably the best year and I you know hopefully that's me in 2020 just kidding but I, I what a silhouette he casted on all of us this year yeah man I think he had a is it wrong to say a coming out party? Because I feel like he's had several of those. I You're mean, right. He was the shit when Matrix was out. You uh-huh. know, he he is Keanu. I don't I don't know anybody that's you know gonna not not support him. There's not he hasn't been anything other than alien memeable. Like he's been the yeah. mini Keanu, but that's it. He's yeah. not a, nobody's digging in. Nobody's giving him a hard time. Yeah, uh, I think he's riding it riding it pretty well. Yeah, definitely. Um, back to the. <clears throat> where it's maybe a little bit of projection on the rough year, rough yeah. things. Okay. Uh, how do you feel that, do you think that, um, do you think that Hollywood take Joker, some other films are maybe playing too much of the social narrative? Speaking of too many, you say Lizzo, she's a big thing right now, right? Because it's kind of maybe ironic in a way for her to be. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, her being overweight should have nothing to do with anything. And I don't know why it is. Right. Like, let's, can we not even talk about that? Not because it's, an elephant in the room like not because we shouldn't but because this whole like jessica chastain the most the most milk toast like white actress i can think of be like you go girl is just so patronizing to me like it's like why do you gotta do that why do we even have to do that i, I don't want to be inside that joke like I, I i don't that is like it's not even her music and her artistry and like who she is and lizzo the human mm-hmm. it's just that whole shit like if i got famous because people were like, oh, like, good for you. Oh, good for you. I'd be like, no, 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 fuck you. I did so something brave. wrong. You're so, so brave. You're so brave. <laughs> it's like, no, I, I, no, like I, I, I resent that. Uh, as far as like the Hollywood machine, um, I feel like you were trying to say something about like how Joker got a bum rap and how people were, were they're, they're like propagating this fear of maybe there's going to be a, a shooting or something at a theater. Not even that. No, that. I, although they did that right. and I feel that that was unnecessary. And it was, I agree. Um, no, but I mean, there's <clears throat> you're gonna get sociological aspects to films, right? And there's gonna be a driving force behind that. 
to a degree and you're going to speak to certain social narratives and cultural narratives that are going on in the time if it is a timepiece properly so if it's you know a movie that's taking place in this really weird 2019 man it's the end of a decade it's yep. it's a a weird year we're going into a whole new decade we're going into elections we're going into oh uh you know who you voted s- for brian kern um i mean i don't i don't have a pick but i have my people i'll, I'll we'll talk we'll okay. talk if you want to talk about that um i'll get back to that in here in a second um sure. So 2020, I mean, that's true, man. I 2020 mean, is a big, a big thing. I, I mean, it's I don't just, want to change the course of this, the river of this conversation, but it's like, I, I can see Trump having a second year very easily. Oh, I can too, man. Yeah, yeah. And um, that's part of my argument. My argument's going to come to who's going to be able to go against him in like the actual race. Somebody will go and against him. not them, many. And it will be a David and Goliath situation. I, I hope, you hope, you hope fucking David shows up. Right. You hope. Yeah, you hope David shows up and you hope he puts gonna, a rock in that. Bernie's hopefully going to show up. I think Bernie can task. I you, think I Andrew think, Did Yang, Bernie tap out? No, dude. What are you talking about? I, I, did, did I? Is this fake news that he had kind of like a heart attack, he, so to speak, and then was like, I'm out? 100% had a heart attack and then pulled like 25,000 a week and a half later in LA. Pulled what? Humans? Yeah, 25,000. Oh, so he's still in crap. it? With who? 100%. Who's his running mate? They haven't even gotten through the primary. Oh, I so. thought it was him and Kamala there for a second. Kamala dropped out. Kamala, yeah, Kamala dropped out. Kamala bounced. Way Is Warren high. still in? Yeah, she's like number two, I think. I'm pretty sure if it hasn't changed since last week, it's Biden, Warren, Bernie. Uh, oh, Biden. Get the fuck out of here. Please, please. Get the exit fuck out stage of here. left, sir. Get out I, of here. I can't believe he's still in this. We'll go, Okay, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Okay. Uh, but back to the um, Back to the 2020. I mean, 2019 into yeah, 2020, 20, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. weird time, right? Before we get into the new year, new me, yes. 2020 did kind of have like this weird... Uh, 2019? Or 2019 yes. did have this weird, you know, hey, everybody's predicting that if we don't switch global warming within mm. the twenty mid-2020s, we're fucked. Mm. We're coming oh, yeah. into like a lot of a lot of trying times, I think, as a, as a society and as a, as a world. Yeah. Um, and the best way to kind of encapsulate that is film, man. And I feel I that so. you're going to... You're gonna get certain ones that speak to it, and I think that that was a big one, Joker. Uh, and I about think, mental health. Yeah, mental health, and also um, media, maybe. The yeah, or interpret it could be a couple different things. Okay. Those are probably the biggest two if you're gonna look at them that way. The interpretation of mental health and media, like, is it you know what is also like on people's voting dockets? Everybody has a mental health plan that they're trying to put into place because homelessness is a big issue right now, right? And it's pretty apparent, like, hey, it does have a lot to do with with mental health issues and you know deep rooted ones, not necessarily your common case of anxiety or depression that is very prevalent, but you know schizophrenia, people that right. are not all there yeah. and not they're they're not being programmed. I feel like that's not a talking point unless you have something like the Joker. Uh, Midsummer. Did you happen to see Midsummer? I wish I saw it. Or Hereditary? Did you see I have Hereditary? Seen Hereditary? Did you enjoy it? Did you like it? You I know, it, watched it, that this year. Okay, I, I loved it. Um, I did too. It 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 frightened the living fuck out of my mm-hmm. wife, and so we she never wants to watch it. Cause, but it's always on Amazon Prime, and I, I I've been wanting to rewatch it. And even my son, like, because he supposedly likes scary movies, but he does not want to watch Hereditary. And I'm like, why is this so spooky to you guys? It was fucking scary for sure. It's outrageous. But um. Ooh, Tony Collette operating at 100. Damn, that was a good movie. But uh, I haven't seen Midsummer. Also, Florence Pugh, who starred in that movie, also had a great year as well. Who's that? Florence in- Pugh was the blonde in Midsummer, who also played WWE superstar Paige in Fighting With My Family, produced yeah. by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. The Rock Johnson. Yep. Um, and she was great in that, too. 
and she was like in some other movie and she's been killing it the 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 son in hereditary yes. also has had a very good year too he, oh, he's yeah. been blowing up yeah yes. um, he, uh, that's jumanji guy right uh yes yeah <laughs> aladdin too i believe from no mistaken. he's no, not the not aladdin no no, no no um yeah shows when i know then uh so okay well you didn't see midsummer so it's gonna be kind of hard so to I, and i'll be honest i never i never saw a trailer so i don't know what it is or what it's trying to say okay. is that a horror movie um, I mean, spoiler. Do you care if I talk about it? Spoiler alert. Yeah, talk about it. Uh, so this, um, this girl's family dies because her sister commits homicide suicide. Oh my! Uh, in a graphic fashion. Oh my! Uh, and the first ten minutes of the film is very similar to the first ten minutes of Hereditary. Uh, you get a little bit of a dialogue about a certain family or person, and then you get like a grieving four minute crying montage of the most gut wrenching <laughs> fucking like in hereditary when how, the fucking how do you daughter be that person they both nailed you know it. I mean? The chicken hereditary nailed it and the chicken uh, midsummer nails it. Wow. Phenomenal. Well, well I mean as a character. Like That's if what you I'm have saying. to be that human, it's like Oh, you're going deep. You're going to a dark deep place, I think. Yeah. I think. Uh either that or you can just project really well in your head and you, you got it. Um so is it about her like so creating some sort of family? Her boyfriend's also trying to leave her, but doesn't have the goal to do it. So he's planning a trip to Sweden uh, or Switzerland, one of the two. And um, she finds out. And because her family dies, he's like, fine, we're going to invite her. So they invite her. And it's a cult. And the cult is uh, celebrating Midsummer, which is like their little week-long solstice, uh, where two people that are members of the cult off themselves in front of everybody in like a tribal area. And once they figure out that they're oh, this on this like, plot. really weird cult, they try to balance. And then the cult's like, nope. And they're a bunch of fucking dumbass college kids, so they're disgracing the land and they're doing a bunch of stupid shit. So the fucking cult does their shit. So it's dope. I won't give it away. Um, huh. Very social points. Very hard-hitting social points. And okay. I think the... Um, Again, maybe on the mental health aspect, but the main character, right, right, being a, a white blonde girl, uh-huh. uh, is agonizing. The entire film is just going through bullshit, and she does not smile the entire film. Mm-hmm. Does not crack a smile until the very end, mm-hmm. uh, and then you, uh, events take place. Mm-hmm. You finally see a smile, and you're just like, man, that could be some weird projection of everyday people going through this weird hardship where they're wow. just like super, you know. That's something I took from it. Um, and my girlfriend's really into sociology, so that's where me and her have had pretty long discussions about these films and how that's a thing. And I figured I, that I you would you be... I guys. You, you guys need be, a new podcast. I figured that you would be... We do a Valentine's one. She'll be okay. on. Okay. I figured you would be... Uh, I mean, you have. You have great, great insights on the movies, but <laughs> I feel like you took a hit. I feel like you're, you're came in yeah. kinda, you came in defensive today. Me? Okay. Yeah, I think so. I came in... But uh, honest, honest, The though. year, 2020. Uh, honest, I don't want to paint it black. Your, I don't want to paint it black, but it's like... I also cards up, son. No, I can't bullshit you. Like I, 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 yeah, I just, Game of Thrones defecated in my mouth. You know, we went through, we went over that, but also, you know, fuck, dude, it, it was hard. It was a weird year. And uh, talk about entertainment, talk about escapism. Like I, I didn't get much of that this year. What about fucking? What about Jesus is King, dude? I gave it a seven out of ten when it came out, and I've given it a seven point five since because like it's really grown on me. I think you have to hear about it. that disappointment. No JRE with with Kanye. That was a disappointment for twenty nineteen. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. I know it did not happen, uh, you know. And I've heard Rogan talk about how, oh, you know, but he he shouldn't he shouldn't go on it. And I'm like, the fuck y'all afraid of, man? What are y'all afraid of, dude? Let him go. Elon went. Don't give me that shit. Don't give me that shit. He smoked a blunt, lost a billion dollars, got it back. Kanye will be fine. Don't give me that. 
But yeah, it's that's a, that's another blow. I, I would have that would have been ability, my movie of the year. It's the ability, I think, to and we were talking about this before we went on, the ability to uh, navigate that type of situation because I think that's what is is, is is that's what it is. Uh, if anybody could do it, it's Joe. He'll be fine. If Zane Lowe can do it, if Big Boy can do it, Joe can do it. So I, I don't buy that. I wish. I hope we get it one day. It'd See, be I'm nice. Joe's fan. I'm Joe's biggest fan, no doubt. And yeah. I don't think he can. I think really? I think it's a good move because I think Joe can sometimes be a little egotistical. I think he sometimes does get in his ego head a little bit. Uh-huh. Knows that he's doing it. Knows that it's podcast. Knows that it's the biggest thing on the planet. You're gonna get a little bit of a. You're gonna get some wind in your. You're gonna get some fucking gas up your ass. Mm-hmm. Smoke up your ass. Yeah. When you have that. Yeah. And I think. Um, I think that the the, uh, the actual conversations that they could have, the potentiality of that, could Someone, break the matrix. But it also has the ability to be a big steaming shit. No. And I think Rogan, yeah, yeah, I think it does. Do you? I do. I do. I think that there's, because we've seen situations where I fucking really don't want to talk about Rogan's podcast on my podcast because I feel like it's stupid. Uh, I think there's situations where Rogan has issues communicating with people we saw that with neil degrasse tyson we see that with uh we see that with <laughs> that's some neil other... that's what he is but they've had also fine podcasts yeah and without a hitch um yeah. and this isn't a knock on joe i just think he recognizes that kanye is gonna be there's it may there may not be a point to it is that i think rogan's thing is like rogan was initially in intrigued because hey maybe he is going and seeing Trump maybe he really does have a voice they're working real hard to get people out of prison they're really trying to make these moves and maybe there is a good way that Kanye can come on and articulate that but also have this social impacting message behind it and I don't think Kanye can and I I think Rogan recognizes that and I think Rogan maybe doesn't can't get it out of him properly you know I think he maybe sees it like man this is just probably Kanye wanting to rant there is no end because that's what I think Kanye is doing you now is going to be my next question do you think he's really on this like self-righteous path that he's talking about being on no more porn no more no more when does Kanye do the great return and when does he come back and really start making music again when is he not doing you know and I I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm bought and sold. I, okay. I'm a Kanye yeah. fan, Same. and I'm supporting him right now. And people, oh, I'm over Kanye. Like, no, I'm appreciative nah. of him. When people want to talk about him, I like talking about him. And people don't like talking about him right now because he's not doing crazy shit. But mm. I think that's what's important. He should be talked about because he is trying to make a difference and he is trying to do some shit. But is it a part of the Kanye shtick? Or is he really going to stick to it? Is he really going to try to actually turn this leaf for whatever reason we don't even know why he's doing it either because mm-hmm. i, I really don't think he's had a outside, stick sitting on the outside it's kanye being kanye and being crazy but okay kanye what's your purpose behind it what are you trying to point to are you trying to point to mental health are you trying to point to social issues are you trying to point yeah. to like an injustice in a weird way are you trying to point to religion what are you pointing to right so i think this is what i think and I'm, man it's so cool that you this kanye is kind of like my rogan where it's like yeah. man am i really gonna talk about kanye again to myself but uh you know i'm glad you brought him up because he did have an interesting year um real quick on jesus is king i had heard the leak Yandi because i'm that guy and i had heard um his what is that festival called um beyonce did it where you coachella? headline coachella I had heard the Co- his Coachella set, and it was fucking great. Like, the music that is on Jesus is King that is on Coachella, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll, like, shout out Water, the song Water. The Coachella version is, like, magical. The album version is fucking bad, and that's because I had a bias. I really liked Water from Coachella, and supposedly he's going to drop. What from, what from Yandi made it to Jesus is King, if anything? Uh man oh uh 
the uh that song whatever that song is Uh, teach this gospel that one that one that one was on yandi and that was and it's basically unchanged um that's a good song whatever that song is yeah use this gospel so it's called anyways um so big kanye guy okay so as an artist like when kanye goes on his rants and he's like i'm walt disney i'm william shakespeare like i'm leonardo da vinci like i first of all he's right and he is steve jobs and all those things when you mature long enough a lot of these brilliant geniuses like galileo and shit like kind of died at a young age and so when you mature long enough eventually you do start making stuff about your creator you know and um i think it's part i think it's first of all like this uh we'll just call it like hardcore christian kanye renaissance thing i mean it's always been in his music it's always been in his music and i've heard him go on record saying like um yeah i'm gonna stop cussing i'm gonna stop cussing and also i ain't gonna play those songs anymore and people are like how dare you what do you mean and he's just like look he's like do you go to best buy and try to buy an, an ipod 3 he's like no mm-hmm. he's like you can go on ebay and buy Jesus. you know of course you can but like i'm making new things i really respect that it takes a lot of guts and people can say people just want to throw salt on everything and like auto neg him and be like yeah but you have kim and yeah but you have this and yeah but you and it's like Look at his contribution, man. You know, uh, did you see the Chick Fil A music video? Yeah, I did. I liked it. I, I mean, yeah. I like. I've I, liked his last two music videos that are truly elegant and simple. Um, and and the album is good. It's it's really good. I'm glad it wasn't seven tracks. I would have been like, no. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I thought Yay was better. Minutes. I thought Yay was better. Um, the album Yay, and uh, but you know, all this just to say, like, I I love what he's doing. I do think it's authentic and for real. Um, I think it's part of growth and also an artist like once you're I mean nobody how many people should I say not nobody in the past 30 years have accomplished what he's accomplished and are as prolific as he is in the driver's seat right it's so fucking he's an outlier of outliers and reinvention is part of that and I think we're we're witnessing a reinvention and a a recalibration like Jesus's walk Jesus walks has been there and um, you know he has like sacrilegious songs like no no church in the wild and stuff like this and i understand that but when you hear something like um uh what's the opening track from um life of pablo father stretch my hands no uh it's uh, the one with chance on it oh yeah the actual opening track god god light or god beam or this is a god this is a god stream or whatever the fuck uh whatever it's called yeah. but that that's a very um keep going I'm just that's a very sunday service track and so i feel like this is on brand this is what i think he's been um consistent the entire time i think it's part of if you're going to call yourself a christian ooh, good call by the way if you're going to call yourself a christian dude you're going to get heat and kanye his my favorite attribute attribute about him is that he goes in front and he and he takes the bullets he's always took the bullets and i think he would have did that on rogan for sure and i i missed the i think it's a missed opportunity that you know rogan's like kind of uh being a martyr and saying like no you know it would just be this shit show or whatever and nah, i mean maybe that's not the bait the best forum for him no the best the thing that's not the best forum for kanye is to go on jimmy kimmel and answer and answer why did you wear the hat in 30 seconds or less that's not the right forum for him him going on rogan and pontificating for three and a half hours i think would be a better forum for him 
but I do think this is part of his reinvention, and I think it's very on brand. And um, I personally just want to see it play play through for sure. He ain't doing it for 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 units. He's not doing it to sell he's to push records. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's doing it because um, he's been humbled. He's been humbled, and and I, I've been there too. I'm a Christian where. When you got nothing, when you actually got nothing, you got God. And you have to celebrate that. Do you have an album of the year? I don't. Um, I have a couple that See, That's came what I'm through. saying. In 2018, it was like a three-way tie. Uh, but I feel like that put... That was context, man. I, you know... I, a lot of, put a lot myself, of fire shit from 2018. I put myself in a position where I had to choose. Yeah, you know, I feel like the summer was, we were, we were blessed with some good, pretty good music, you know, all throughout. Um, I mean, 2019 too, if, if I had to choose an album of the year, I'd probably, it'd be a tie between um, Norma Jean's All Hail, which is metalcore album with Norma Jean's, like their staples in that genre. Been around for a long time. Um, been three years since their last album, so pretty anticipated mm-hmm. and then the devil wears prada uh their album uh which was called the act um and that's just i mean both of them phenomenal albums uh long awaited there's been a couple bands that have gotten together gotten back um i really enjoyed amir vaughn uh he is from Brockhampton. I don't know if you're familiar with Brockhampton. Yeah, we talked about this last, I think. Um, or maybe we've talked well, about Brockhampton was on my list for last That's year because right, yeah. they're fucking phenomenal. Um, well, he he exited. He got booted, I think, last year, and he just released an EP. And cool. that's been uh, – that is probably one of my album of the year candidates. Um, Did Mac Miller die this year? Seven song track. That was last year. I believe that was last year. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not mistaken. Didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. Um, I don't know actually if it was. I'm still feeling 2018. You know, you know, uh, um, uh, Juice World just not died. personally. Yeah, he was like my son listened to him, but yeah, I, know, I never listened did to him. I. Yeah. Um, well, I listened to him when he because with Travis Scott, him and Travis Scott put out an album and they played it hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it sucks. He was a really young guy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um. So those are probably the the album albums of the year. Uh. This is my guilty pleasure, and I'm saying it fucking... I didn't think I'd ever say this publicly, but uh, Jaden Smith put out an album. Yeah. Aries? uh, I guess, yeah. Sire Backwards. So he did Sire in 2017, just spelt it backwards. So um, the kid nails. I know he gets a lot of shit. He's a young kid. Whatever. I think musicality on that album kills just like it did off of uh, Sire. The opening sequence, the first four tracks, which... Uh, thanks for, for reminding me. I need to hear it. it phenomenal, heard. dude. Really, yeah, really I good. Forgot that came it's, out. Been my, it's been my hype music. Ooh. Um, I gotta check out The Irishman because I didn't pay attention to that, but I love Martin Scorsese. It's a heavy one. Um, yeah, no, I'm ready. Did you see... Uh, did you see Suburbicon? With no. Matt Damon and... Uh, it was Matt Damon and... Uh, oh, yeah. I, I remember fuck. that it came out. It was good. That was a good movie. It kind of reminded me. I believe me that's of a Irishman Thomas Paine movie. No, I'm thinking uh, of Downsizing. My bad. Uh, yeah, maybe. No, I haven't seen Suburbicon. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else came out? What else? What else? What else? Also, up there with Keanu, I know Billie Eilish has been around for a minute, but she had a year. She did. She and she, a, she I, I feel like she's, uh, you know, I feel like... You know, and Jaden Smith, same thing, man. That's kind of maybe a, a subject to talk about is I feel like... But he's royalty. Younger. Is he? 
he's a he's even a black Will prince. Smith, even Will Smith sometimes gets a little a little on the on the ledge. And I'm like, be careful, Will. You're one second away from saying some shit or doing some shit. Yeah, that just I, but that you... has nothing to do with Jaden though. Like Jaden's just like, I mean, gosh, like how many black how how many black American royalty like are there really? You know that were we don't have, that, that yeah. started there when they were born. Like not too many, maybe like Zoe Kravitz or something. Like there's not too many. So I appreciate that. Well, whereas Billie Eilish, I want to say she's like self-made. I don't know. Uh, her parents are like artists. What kind of artists? My M- son's musicians? parents are fucking artists. Musicians. So what? He sucks. Just kidding. Uh, uh, musicians. Did they make it? Uh, what's making it? I don't know. Do, I mean, do we know uh, their names? I, I Is it Jonathan Eilish? I'm supposed to know or something? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I only know uh, Billy because she's everywhere. Is she American? I, I believe so. I think okay. she's, she's not from... Canadian, is she? I hope not. No, I don't know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, uh, but I mean, she had a year, and my daughter listens to her music because her her music videos like are pretty um, provocative, like visually. Like she'll like I got tarantulas in my mouth, like kind of music videos. Yeah, yeah. And my daughter's like, look, this is so weird. Like she's so into it, and I hear her music, and I'm like, I don't mind this. I, she did that shit with Dell. Did you see the Dell commercial? That's kind of how I first learned about it. I haven't seen any Dell commercial. She's on a commercial where she's using like a tablet or something, and she's like doing a bunch of art. She's like an artist oh, cool. as well, on top of obviously being a musician. I but, think she's very talented. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I and same with Jaden Smith. I think the younger ones are, you know, I'm regardless, so happy for them. regardless of the. Uh, of the upbringing, you know, regardless sure. of where they're at, where they start the race at, um, you know, I feel like Jaden's got a lot of room to fail, you know, yes, a lot of room to about. fall because he does have a pedestal that he came from. And yeah. it's kind of funny because in his music, he he acts hard. I don't know Jaden Smith's life. I don't know if he's a right. fucking hard, <laughs> a hard motherfucker or not, but he acts it. That's for sure. Really? And it makes it kind of list. It makes listening to it hard and difficult and just like, man. You know, I can listen to a Kendrick and understand where Kendrick comes from because mm-hmm. I know for a fact that's where he came from because right. it's just he speaks to it, yeah. you know, and 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 that's no facade there, I don't believe. Whereas, uh, you know, Jaden talks about getting a misdemeanor at 16, but that's because he was like driving fast in your fucking Lamborghini. So I don't <laughs> or whatever you were in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that hard? Uh, questionable. Questionable. Sure. Um you know, but he's also what twenty two, twenty some young ass kid. He's a baby, yeah. And you know, doesn't probably have his head completely on tight, and for sure, probably isn't going. How many twenty two year olds do a hundred fluid percent, right? And same with 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 Billy, Billy, and her, and what she's doing. And I feel like there's a there's like a recipe that's slowly being cooked up, and I think that they're doing good. You don't see him getting into like Justin Bieber type trouble. You don't see him be, and I appreciate that now being. Uh, you know, now being a little bit older and I think recognizing that hard, that work, right? Like the discipline mm-hmm. when you, you see the people that do have it all and still lack the discipline and like what kind of jokes their lives turn out to be example or what kind of, uh, I mean not jokes. Like who, who's someone that uh, has it all and then shits uh, the bed. I would say like a, a beaver, like a, so? a beaver. Um, you know, you see it with, with older celebrities, any celebrity that is, you know, maybe taking the, Granted, everybody probably has that 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 side to them where they're not one hundred percent transparent. There is a little bit that's kept behind the doors. Uh, when you're in the public eye, and when you're uh, when you are a celebrity, uh, one that is tr- a Joaquin Phoenix, somebody that is uh, not a celebrity for the celebrity part of it, but is mm-hmm. because of a craft and understands right. that there's a, a a message to be sent, and yeah. they're the, they're the vessel to send it. Right? Yes. There's a certain responsibility there. 
Yes. And when you are on a pedestal when you're born or you're thrown into it uh-huh. and you're not taught how to stay on the board, right? When you're already born on the surfboard, you don't have to worry about getting up on it. But when you're already fucking on it. Surfboard. And you're not told to how to balance, it's yeah. real probably easy for you to fall off. And then you're yeah. even more fucked because you never learned the intrinsic discipline things or the, you yes. know, uh, take a Macaulay Culkin, like mm-hmm. his, you know, being a young, successful actor yeah. mixed with unable to parent and accounting and whatever it's the issues they fucking had look at how that turned out not to say he hasn't lived a successful life but i bet it was pretty hard for him to get on the right track to kind of start connecting those dots yeah when he didn't really have any hard-lined examples Mm -hmm. you know yeah there how many macaulay culkins were there before macaulay culkin you know like it was kind of hard to have that disgusting that template you know so he's got to be the first one to to take the bullets for sure (sighs) he might have not been the first one what do you think 2020 is going to hold, man? Not Nothing depressing. Don't bring it on me yeah. like this. No, I don't want anything depressing. Um, shit happens. But is that a Nintendo over there? No, that's like an it's Xbox. It's a Nintendo 64, son. You sh- oh, we have an Xbox on the shelf, too. The white thing? Yeah, that's an Xbox. Oh, okay. Ground, I thought that was like an on NES. F- on the floor, Nintendo 64, almost just as good. Oh, fucking A. What games do you have? Uh, in the drawer, I think we have Mario Kart. No, Mario Party. Uh, no Mario Kart, unfortunately. Um, Who do, who's your guy, your main in Mario Kart? I don't care. I don't pay enough to have. A, You're not like Toad. You look like a Toad. I look like a Toad. You could be a Yoshi. I like Yoshi. I like the Yoshi games. See. Got you figured out. Got me. You got Yoshi Story. Uh, I did get Yoshi Story. Yeah. Um, and one. I like great it. soundtrack. Um, is that what it was? I haven't played it in so oh, long. Oh, dude, I still got those songs stuck in my head. Fuck. Have you ever gone down like rabbit holes of people that like remake the old school NES songs, the Sonic songs and shit, and they EDM them up? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, dude. Great oh, like study the music. Guile theme, Street Fighter? I mean, all day. E, son. E. I did yeah. have a regular Guile. was who I picked in, in Street Fighter. I was Guile a Dalsim guy. Ken. Look at me. I'm a Dalsim guy. I like Vega, too. Oh, Vega was sick. Yeah. Blanca? Mortal, uh, Bl- whatever. whatever. I love Blanca, Blanca dude. reminded me of, uh, of Baraka in fucking Mortal Kombat, hmm. and Baraka bugged me, too. Yeah. I could see that. They had like similar, I am a creature kind of thing going on. Remember Killer Instinct? Yeah, I do. The fuck that happened to never, that? They never. Rebrand that. Yes. Gary V, that's a brand you should buy. Killer Instinct. Uh, Trent got Gary V's new shoes. New shoes, fire. Did you see Trent, what a, what a mark. I have Gary V's shoes. What too. a fucking mark, Trent. How, are you serious? Are you serious, Trent? What a mark. I'm going to get heat for that. Yeah, <laughs> that, just, that I just want him aggressive. to get pissed off. I just wanted him to get pissed off. You're a mark, though. Uh, really he's gonna mark. he's gonna hate me. Um, 2020. So I I really want to see if I can peak, man. I, I want to peak. I I want to peak. It's hard. Uh, I'm still I'm pretty good right now, but like you know I will. What's I, peaking? Fifty percent. Man, if I could touch fifty, it's be real hard to get from thirty-five to a hundred. Dude, I, right now I'm like at. Dude, I'm not in a good place right now, but uh, I uh. It's hard, man. Like, you know, it's hard. Let, let me give your listeners something that, um, you know, if any of them are creative out there that they can take and they can go do something great because at least, you know, I did something worth my time is help someone do something great. But like the YouTube algorithm right now in the game is, I mean, it's been like this for a minute, but like you have to reverse engineer the, the thumbnail. And so like design a compelling thumbnail and come up with a clickbaity title that complement each other and then write or create your video around that. So like, the the goodbye insecurities video that i made that you said that you liked i came up with that thumbnail first of like me just this sort of visceral burning something and it it wasn't as pronounced as it could have been like it could have been a, a more visceral thumb title 
thumbnail i mean i came up with that title i came up i came up with the thumbnail first that image and i came up with the title and then i wrote it out and so that video did pretty well for me i got some good subs out of it people i got some great even better dms out of it and i was like cool that thesis works like design a thumbnail create a title go out and do that if you don't do that no matter what you make it's going to fall on deaf ears because no one's going to watch it and that hurts and so i i'm learning these hacks it's one thing to learn them it's another thing to implement them and so i here's my goal i have two goals for 2020 number one i don't want to i'm I'm not going to consume content like i'll listen i'm struggling with like should i listen to podcasts and music like i'm because that's a big one for me that's like 50 percent. but like no movies no tv like I, i don't want that in my life in 2020 because i want to have more output than input when I'm struggling and I'm suffering, I have a lot of input. Like I'm like, I need to watch Goodfellas again for the 50th time to feel better about myself. And then, but like it, it doesn't have the same dopamine effect that like if I watch Kill Bill now, it's not the same bolt of lightning that it was when I was 16, right? And so, I want to kind of get off and just create more and like just live in the feedback pocket. Like that's how you learn, scale, and grow. Um, what we're doing right now, the magic on on getting to the level that you want, the Rogan level, whatever that is. This what we're doing right now. If you can somehow find the discipline to do this every day, on a long enough timeline, you get to that level. That's the secret. Period. Consistency. Period. 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 So number one, my goal is to not consume mind-numbing escapist art that's subtracting from my art because I don't want to be a consumer. I'm a, I'm a producer. Number two is um, I want to overcome some social anxiety and and be around more people more creative people, more people in my scene. Cause um, you know, like working with Dakota, I, I met a lot of people in the military world, but that those aren't my people. Thank you for your service. They're not my people, period. You know, like I can, I can learn a lot about army people, Navy people, Air Force, Marines, but I'm a, I'm an artist, sensitive filmmaker soul. And I need to be more around more of those kinds of people. And I feel like we can elevate each other. So if I can somehow do that, I've lived in, Austin on again, off again for six years now. And, and I still, I mean, thank God I have Brian Kern in my life. I have Trent Knox in my life, but like, you know, I honestly, like I, I feel the happiest when like I'm doing a cool thing for you guys, you know, like one time I, I, uh, I needed some help producing a mobile podcast. I called Trent up, uh, Trent Knox up and I was like, dude, can you help me figure this out? He was on the phone for me for 200, uh, for two hours. I paid him like a hundred bucks and I was like, here's, here's this for your time. Like, thank you. Like, you know, and he was just like, damn, you know, like, and and it wasn't like that, you know, that's a lot of money or anything, but like, I didn't want to waste his time. And I wanted to kind of give him this little subliminal, like what you do is valuable. Like if you help people connect their dots, like that's a service you should be monetized for that. Like you should be uh, paid for that accordingly. So like I was just kind of consultant. Yeah, like an exactly, exactly. Like you know, like, like or like an agent finder's yeah. fee sort of thing. Like here, man. Like you deserve to be compensated for this. Like I don't want. Like I owe you more than you owe me, kind of thing. And it's the same thing. Like what we're doing right now. Like I'm honored to be on your podcast. And if I can get you know help you get more listeners or things like that or more eyeballs to to your whole um like design like your whole message like great like that makes me happy and like that's that's where I feel good about myself like in that pocket of like elevating other people like I like being in writers rooms you know and I I think and I absorb and I get everybody's energy and then maybe I offer something that's like a big unlock for other people now they can get their first down like ah like I did my good deed for the day and I feel so good like I get high off of that it's food it's energy for me 
So I need to be in more environments like that. Otherwise, I'll go down a shame spiral. And if I'm just at home in my garage working, you know, trying not to fucking kill myself, like it's 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 very very hard. So I need to get out more and interface with. I sound like an alien and interface with I other need humans. To do this, so I feel this. <laughs> But do you it see? Works. I do. Do you see how I'm like? It's it so is alien for me to try to do that. I'm glad that you you mentioned that because something that I'm personally working on that I journaled. Right, I try to come up with some goals for each year. Obviously, new year, new me. Sorry. Right. Um, but no, it's good to, you know, we talked about routines a little bit earlier and, and, and how important they are and staying disciplined and something that I wrote down is I want to build stronger relationships. Um, cause I'm, I've gotten awkward as fuck. I did go from being, I feel being younger, being a little bit more outgoing, uh, a little bit more comfortable being in front because I didn't mind being the center of attention. When I you were this, younger? Uh, I mean, or now? Younger, no younger uh -huh. for sure. You weren't as self-conscious when I was in California. Oh, very self-conscious, and I think that's when why you were I, younger. Yeah, wow. and I think that's why I was f like forced to be loud and mm. tell jokes and obnoxious and and annoying. Got out of your comfort zone. Um, it just it. I remember uh, being in like the seventh grade and making people laugh. I had friends on and off, but I was also kind of like a dorky kid, mm. you know, and I didn't really. I didn't really do cool shit to do cool shit. I just kind of always kept to myself. I didn't really follow like fads or trends. You yeah. know, I wasn't like a, you know, I don't like to say nerd or dork because yeah. I feel like when we were younger, nerd or dorks, maybe you only had one or two friends. Like I had quite a few friends, but yeah. I never felt like I was really like fitting in. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> and when I was younger, I was in like the seventh grade and I made, I made my uh, class laugh because I told a joke to like a substitute teacher and I felt like comfortable. I was like, Oh shit, I can make people laugh. Like that felt kind of good. Mm -hmm. And I built like this reputation of being like loud, obnoxious and trying to be funny all the time. And, uh, that helped with like being able to play music in front of people, being able to, you know, give you some confidence to stand up. Uh, yeah, because I knew that if anything, I could resort to like making people laugh. And like, oh. I was only able to do that through like learning how to talk to people and learning how to socialize. So I was going out to like parties and feeling awkward with friends and being like a weirdo, but I always kind of felt a way to like draw attention. So like everybody was kind of on the same page, like kind of directing by, Hey, everybody look over here. All right, mm -hmm. now we're going to do this. Now we're going to do that. And like kind of have the attention on me. I felt like more in control of a situation, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and that's, I hindsight figured that out, uh, you know, a couple years ago. And, and as I was really working on myself and trying to just hone in on, on, on life and, and, and other ideas and questions. Um, and so moving out here, I've been out here since 2016, coming up on four years now. And I came out here to, to, you know, separate myself from being, uh, so involved with other things. Cause I was always hanging out, always, you know, going to Fucking events, off? shows, fucking, not fucking off for fucking off sakes, but yeah, man. But to me, it wasn't fucking off because I get to hang out with my friends and yeah. my family. But I noticed that like it wasn't, I didn't have any additional drive to really do anything, right? Mm -hmm. I had ideas, some stuff that I want to do, but I yeah. was also constantly around like a bubble of just yeah. comfortability, yes. right? Complacency, maybe. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And come out here and, and you know, I've taken, made a lot of strides since being out here and, and accomplished a lot of things. And I'm now recognizing that, hey, shit works and this is, something that you know if I'm gonna get better at things I need to continue continually work and continually put in effort and understand why I'm putting in the effort and things may change and I had this great conversation with Trent the other day man and he said that he just kind of goes where the wind blows right like he doesn't feel like when he invests his effort and his time that that's all that there is and I have a problem with doing that 
because I was so used to being like so just all over the place. Mm. Now when I'm trying to hone in on a task, I hone in so much I never yeah. get it started or I never follow through because I'm just not used to like structured. So I'm also uh-huh. trying to get better at planning and organization and that's like another yeah. little thing I'm trying to work on. For sure. And seeing how I've distanced myself from people and being social. I went out last night, man, and I felt out of place. It was my girlfriend's Christmas party. I've gone to the last four of them. I know fucking people there, and I made it a goal of myself to go there and be like, hey, I'm going to remember people's names because yeah. I never remember people's names. Huh. I barely remember faces. I've gotten really bad at that, so I'm going to try to relearn that skill or realign that habit and get better at names. I remembered all the dudes' names I ran into, right? The girls, I'm, they come over here pretty frequently, so I'm familiar with them. Um, but the dudes is who I was talking to and who I was trying to hang out with just so I wasn't bored. Cause my one buddy who generally is there wasn't there last night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just felt myself not talking to anybody, dude, being on my phone. I felt myself distance from distancing myself from people. And I was like, fuck, why can't I just go up and like have like the general conversation? And I did, I forced myself through like one it's or two how of them. It's middle school all over again, you but know? they were fucking hard, man. They were real hard. And I was like, I'd much rather be at home being like productive. I'd much rather be at home doing shit. But I realized that a lot of the shit that I want to do requires me to put my neck out there and i'm following i'm following up i'm falling short in a couple areas and i'm slowly putting the those pieces together are you avoiding it subconsciously or or are you super busy with other things without a doubt avoiding it i could be doing shit approach avoidance are you familiar with that term um um no maybe not approach avoidance oh just like going against what you're trying to avoid resistance embracing resistance resistance. i just read uh i just read the war of art the war of art yes that's a good one and uh yeah that's all that's about it read it like three times this year yeah it's all it's about and you know and doing that like spending my time doing something like that i feel i feel those are like tasks i'm gaining knowledge I'm, of course. But this is also very educational and very, very real and very filled with substance. Like this is important to have this type of conversation with you and to, you know, I, that's you feeling that way. That's me feeling that way. I think this is a feeling with people nowadays. I don't know what. And I think that certain things like the Joker and Midsummer and other things speak to that. And mm-hmm. it sucks that you, you explain getting into YouTube and hitting an algorithm. Yes. And like feeling you know that reinvigorated something or it validated something it was like a hack like i think like an alien sometimes where i'm like oh so once you figure out a pattern it makes it easier for me to kind of conform to that okay because it's like movies like what why are movies 90 minutes why do you have to make a trailer for it well because the hollywood system is this way oh that's what i want to do well youtube youtube is not the same as the hollywood system so that's a different has a different like door to get into and it right. has a different marquee and it's, right. it's a whole different it's it's, formula, forward, it's, a different it's going from checkers to chess right? right so i need to learn how to play chess if i want to fucking get that attention and make those numbers or whatever the numbers because you know so you say makes you feel good you talk about um right so the results, that's why i want that's why i want to hack youtube to be like oh so if I'm, you i want to optimize it? my message you know like do i want 100 people to watch it or do i want 100 thousand people to watch it What's going to validate it more? A hundred people to get value from it, or a hundred thousand people that? If a hundred thousand people see it, and ten people message me, versus one hundred people see it and one hundred people message me, the one hundred people is more. It's about the the feedback. Like I don't care about the optics. I don't care about the numbers. Like supposedly Instagram's going to do away with the likes. I don't care. Like if YouTube ever does away with their views, I don't care. Like I know when people come out of their way to DM me. Like I, I made a video about suicide and. The comments out there, man, like this this woman, and she followed my old podcast. She she talked about, um, gosh, she wrote the most beautiful thing, the most beautiful comment I probably have ever read. And you know, she basically like her son died, you know, and uh, about a year ago or two, maybe longer. Fuck, and uh, damn, like she was just so devastated. And I was like, 
this is what I'm doing is far more valuable than a pretentious tweet, you know, or like this takedown sort of like, uh, um, but where are the female nominees? Like kind of take sort of uh, affectation, what's it called? Like the uh, virtue signaling shit that people mm-hmm. get their mm-hmm. self-esteem from. Like I don't get my self-esteem from that. It's all about depth, you know? And so if, if I make a 30, if I made a video that 30 people view, but 30 people DM me, like, oh my God, that that's, holy shit that's a lot that dude my my um my bandwidth like is it frustrating that you have to catch an algorithm to do that though is it no, frustrating beca- no to- because that's always been the game like if you're if you're in, if you're writing a comic if you're writing a book if you're making music like everything's like well how do i get my shit played on the radio mm-hmm. well the radio ecosystem from the 70s 80s 90s 2000s and, and now have evolved and they're different and it's the artist's job to to be flexible you know so no it doesn't but it, it sucks when you're behind it sucks when you don't know what it is and you're not in the when ecosystem. selling out's not so easy when you can't fucking. If you know how to sell out, like it ain't selling out, you know. But uh, it's it's pathetic and desperate when someone's trying to sell out and they don't know how. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's when it's hard. Mm. But dude, I've been that guy that sold the DVDs out of my trunk. Like I've done it all. Like I've been doing this for a while. And uh, the U- the YouTube thing is just like, a, oh, well, I can do that. Like I, my, I'm I'm creative. Like I can think of a thumbnail think of a title and then reverse engineer that and make that it doesn't matter like what the what uh, where the idea comes from it's just like how do you execute it and you want to maximize the attention of course um so it's like i'm not i'm not musical but like does the bridge come first does the melody come first is it the the hi-hat and the kick like I, i don't know right but like whatever comes first once you know what your formula is go make that shit i'm all about that like I've been wanting to, I don't know, but I don't know how to synthesize it and make it like uh, practical and consumable, and put it in a nice little package that people can appreciate. But like I like to say, like I'm all about um, give me your secrets. Like I love secrets. Like I love. It's a good way. Once you find your formula, dude. The formula, right? It. Like, but I, I'm all about. But then and this is what Kanye does, and why he's my favorite. What were the video game guidebooks, right? You want to write a guidebook on how to get through the video game most effectively. But I, but I want the I want the E equals MC square of how to do it. Explain it to me like I'm six, right? Like, give me the E. This is what Gary V does really well. Is he'll be like uh, clouds and dirt. That's all I need to know. I got it. I know exactly what you're saying, right? Fifty-one forty-nine give more than you take i got it right like i love those little formulas and so i've collected them over 10 15 years like if you ever feel like man knives is like on a it's on a different level like he's on this level it's just because dude i have been before the internet scaled like i was on i was into books and i was into all the little hacks of like napoleon hill or i think that's his name and like all these little self-development guys that like you know um all the grandfathers of wisdom like i i I went to those and you know uh scorsese before you know you could find the the interviews on youtube you know like when you had to read encyclopedias you know like i was all about that i'm not so smart but i was just like i want to know i want to use my highlight you understand the importance and substance and the more substance you can get it's like uh did you ever watch heroes that show there's this one guy the guy that played spock who like would open up people's brains and be like oh now i know how to do that that's me like give me the formula and I will fucking use it and I actually use it. And so if I, if I had a musical bone in my body and you can just give me the formula, I would just, I'd be making music too, you know, but I, I don't know how, I don't know the formula. Like some, sometimes you have to earn it. You have to find it. Like you're a true director. 
because the director doesn't make the music and compile the scenes and do no. all that. He hires the right people to do it. Right. He's got the vision. He just right, but you have to be able people. to communicate it to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the most important part, being able to convey your message and make sure that the people that are executing are executing it to your degree and also can communicate. That's where I think people get tripped up too, man, is a lot of people, you know, you talked about being fortunate enough to have like the certain connections you had and, and, and just be in the same rooms as people you've gotten to be in the same rooms as. And, and it's like, what, what, Jocko Willink, what is your secret? Tell me your secret. Cause you can save me a decade. Cool. Now that I have it, I can give it to Trent. I can give it to Brian. I can give it to everybody. It's, it's open source, right? Some people like hoard it for themselves. Some people do do that. They keep the, their, their magic. Kanye is one of those guys that he just fucking gives it away. And we need more fuckers like that in the, in the, in art. Like we need more people. He doesn't try to hoard it. He's not like selfish when it comes to it. You know, like I know a lot of people that I follow that are like, I don't buy your personality. I actually think that you're not authentic. And you're also kind of like a wrestler that you're trying to like, you want to convince me that it's real. Like, no, tell me, talk to me about like your character, but you don't want to do that. You want to protect your image. You want to protect your money. I'm all about give me the information so I can give it to Brian, so I can give it to Claire, so I can give it to my kids. Like, I don't want to make money off of it. You can't make, I mean, you can, but like, I don't want to do that. I want to give it away for free. Like, oh my God, that's like what I live for. I get, I want the information so I could fucking give it away. So everybody can have it, like, and so that's why I like probing and asking you things. And I'm like, what is, what is, Brian, what's like the the breakthrough that Brian needs? What's the unlock? I think success is a different language, though, man. I don't think you, I don't think your your ability to explain the formula to success or people have the to implement it. You can show them the door. They got to go through it and all that shit for sure. But I'm the type of person like if I had a dad that gave me the advice, I would have just took it. You say that in hindsight, but you, I, I know I would have. Well, right. That's because you 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 look back and you only have your emotions and your reactionary like. Not in a hindsight is twenty twenty, which is next year. Like not in you know not in that kind of way. Like you know I, I was the type of kid that was like, I asked my English teacher read my script. Let me frame this up. And the only reason I say that is because, what I believe is the case is we get all those messages as kids. You wouldn't have listened because you didn't listen. You recognize as a 32-year-old adult the importance of listening and applying those ideas and making sure to follow through. But when you're 10 and 9, you don't like to hear a lot of it. Yeah, my fucking... Not me. Like that's my son. Like what you're talking about, and okay. you know, and, and 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 maybe it's because he has me, and so he can reject me, and I didn't have those figures, so I couldn't reject them. I mean, my dad wasn't really around either, but in the sense of just not listening to your parents, like when your parents tell you to fucking go to sleep at nine o'clock. Well, yeah, because when you're 32 and a fucking medical study comes out and you realize how important sleep is to your longevity, then yeah, getting your sleep for your entire life probably would have been optimal. You don't but think Jaden listens old, to his dad? Nine year old, you don't want to hear that. What? You don't think Jaden listens to his dad? No, fool, we got you in trouble. Think, Sixteen year old with a misdemeanor, dog. You, you, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, I'm <laughs> sure Will's been life. in even more trouble. That's but his rough life. You don't think Jaden's been like that? <laughs> like, I'm. I want to do this. Should I do it this way or that way? Will could be like, you could do it this way. It's going to be harder. It might pay off in ten years. You could do it this way. It'll be easier. It'll pay off tomorrow. But what about ten years from you now? You don't think that's how he says it? Will? Yeah. And Jaden? I'm sure they do. Yeah, and it's but does Jaden implement it? D- that's just my point. You're yeah. looking back and going, hey, yeah, you would have implemented that I think had I you learned it. I had like four or five. Te- I, I had so. four, four or five teachers in my life that I was like. That's the part to the secret. Like you're developing your own secret. You're coming up with it your own way, because you're experiencing it firsthand. You just happen to be experiencing it firsthand at thirty or however old you are. Yeah. You're not experiencing it at nine or ten. You're experiencing it. You're just experiencing it now, currently, and it's fucking a fantastic thing. It's a great story. But at the same time, I don't necessarily know if you can package it up and just give it away. 
because everybody does that already and look how many people actually stick to it how many people that are at the hundreds of thousands of people tony robinson sees every year actually stick to it and for go sure. through with it for sure you know or how many people just like to fall back on his you know yes telling himself yes yeah hey that's awesome but that's the that's the hey putting the smile on every day even though you know right. that it's not all smiles that right. yes is that just that trigger to turn the light on and get that kind of thinking going get that you, electricity pumping you hope that you give somebody that formula and and they become and like they run with it and they go inside the arena yeah and they and they implement it yep. and they not everybody are you can only be you can only be the one person in the arena at a time mm-hmm. that everybody he's paying to see you know and the there's a difference a, the section a seat 102 but right. 103 might have a completely different fucking perspective of course, and idea of course. Of it. but I, i'm talking to the people that want to be in the arena <sighs> man that's a, I, I, I get it i knew i get that i was such a dreamer as a kid i knew that like if i i knew that if i just knew i would do it right 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 and all then, i wanted was to know and then it, it almost, people don't even want to know it gave you or people say i know it kind of gave you that 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 sense of Oh, it'll just happen, right? Like you didn't really care about, you didn't really necessarily worry about the time or the plan or the method. I did. You just, okay. I did though. Like I remember thinking like at uh, 16, like when I knew I was going to be a filmmaker, I was like, fuck, like my twenties are going to suck dick, but my thirties might be lit. I knew that. that Oh yes. Oh yes. And I remember just thinking like, I'm going to disappoint so many people on this journey. Like, fuck. And I have. I've missed funerals, weddings, all those dumbass cliches. Like, I've missed them, you know. And, and I don't want to glorify sacrifice. But, like, and maybe it doesn't have to be that way. But, it, it you know, for me, it was. And I was like, this is going to suck. It's like taking a cold shower. But I have to do it because I want the fucking perks. I want the benefits. I want all the good shit that comes with it, you know. Are you, um, are, are you seeing that? Are you seeing the perks and the benefits? Do you think that it's the perks and the benefits you are experiencing in life I'd, are the, related? The the paradox or like the fallacy is like sometimes you don't experience it in real time, you know, right. like sometimes that's you the hindsight. Sometimes you experience it on a fucking four hour airplane and you're like, yep. fuck, I, I, I did X, Y, and Z like yep. shit. And like when I was 12, all I wanted to do was X, Y, and Z and, and I did it like, fuck, I prayed about this once upon a time. Hey God, Hey, thanks for that. I prayed about this. Thank you. You answered it 12 years later or you answered it 12 months later, but you know, like, thank you. I, I love you. I appreciate you for Does that. Does the interpretation always have to be the same? What interpretation? Of what it, like, okay, when you were seven and your idea of what you were it's praying of, for, hey, I want to have a movie in front of a thousand people yeah. or a million people and you have a number and then you realize, hey, you know, collectively you've done three or four films that have garnered over 10,000 views. Yeah. And like, you look at that and you're going, okay, hey, that is what I asked for. Maybe not directly how Sometimes I envisioned it at it's, seven. it's one of those um, don't meet your heroes kind of thing. Like, oh, I thought I'd like this and I didn't. Okay. I wanted this so bad. Like, but God wanted me to go through this to be like, you wanted it. But that's not what you need. That's what you wanted. And then you're like, fuck, I spent 10, 10 years on this, you know, or whatever. And I try to have these conversations with See, young kids. that's ki- my fear with the fucking trend thing and just being able to go on to the next thing. And <laughs> No, because I told him, I'm like, hey, man, that gives me a lot of perspective because I am so... And that's one of my things is I don't feel like I'm networking. I don't feel like I'm socializing enough. I don't feel but like I'm... you have I'm to know why. Stretch- and it's because... I know because I know what that's not the ends to the means is the networking is not the ends to the means. No, 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 no. I don't even mean networking for networking. I mean, yeah. I need to be social more. I need to go out and be willing to step Why? outside of my front door more because if I don't, I'm here. And when I'm here, I procrastinate. And when I procrastinate, I don't get shit done or go. I focus too much on like the necessities. I what don't do you want to get done? To like, what's, what's the one? What, give me the tagline. Like, what do you want to get done? What's the one thing you want to get done? I mean, there's several different things. What's one thing that like is the most important thing? Um, right now doing this more. 
doing more podcasts more podcasts yeah and i had this idea of i mean dude honestly i've probably deleted four or five different blogs that i was gonna put up Mm -hmm. and what's causing me not to put them up is because my i'm looking back at them and i'm reading them and i'm reading just the bullshit that's on the paper yeah. And I'm understanding that it's not real. It's not actual substance because I'm not experiencing anything. I'm just, I'm formulating a bunch of nonsense in front of me that sounds good. It sounds like the, it's the thumbnail, right? Yeah. Oh, this is going to fucking have a cool tagline. This what is going to have this. Right this now, is going to be the fucking this picture. This realness is the blog. Right. You exactly. just need to do that every day. Exactly. Yeah. What's going to entice that is doing this, sitting down and well, having you know the opportunity. It's not sexy to, all the time. It's not. It's not. And I have put up some half ass shit. I have, and I'm understanding the importance in that, and I'm understanding the consistency to it. Um, But at the same time, I realize that I'm comfortable when I'm having to put myself in those situations. I kind of have, I kind of like flourish under pressure a little bit. You know, when I when I do you go to jujitsu class? Is that what you call it? Class? Do you go to jujitsu class by yourself? Uh, yeah. Or I'll go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, are you like whom are you accountable? Oh, only myself. Only myself. Only yourself. Yeah. And there's the times where. You know, I won't go and I'll be like, fuck, I should have gone, you know, and I that the resistance. So back to the war of art, right? The resistance is what's the resistance? Me telling myself, oh, I can skip another day or or hey, you know, I don't have to go tonight because I can go tomorrow. Mm -hmm. What's causing the resistance? Is it because I've gotten used to staying inside and not leaving at six o'clock, not going anywhere at six thirty? You know, I've caught myself today going before a dentist appointment to go get a coffee. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why would I get a coffee before my dentist appointment? I'll tell I you why. have nasty ass uh, coffee breath. T- it's just a habit. I'll tell you why. Fucking... It's because you're anxious about the dentist thing, man. And this little thing is like, is like a, it's like a basically a, a sweet distraction. See, I wasn't and, looking and, at necessarily and, the anxious. And you're, and you're so, I once heard Asa Akira. I think that's how you say her name. Asa, Asa, whatever. She's a porn star. Yes. Uh, she's also really good at what she does. Well, hold um, on, real quick. well, she had said like when people masturbate, like oftentimes, and they're like, why did I do that? It's not because like you're, you're guilty for giving yourself pleasure. It's that you realize that you were soothing yourself for, from anxiety and you're, and you feel bad on how you did that. So I wrote one and of that's my a things, distinction. one of my things I deleted was a no nut, November, no nut November blog because I didn't, I didn't do no nut November, but I did it in July. Dude, I went 15 days. And I wrote that's about it. I went 27. <laughs> hey, and I wrote about it. Fucking right. Hey. And, but I didn't post it because I figured I would just talk about it. Yeah. And now it's, fucking way past november and i'm not it's not even relevant to bring up it's always relevant so we'll, we'll get in that then we will talk about it here for a second i don't necessarily think it's an anxiety okay. because something that i have I'm gonna post, had i'm gonna postpone a um something i was supposed to do go on what do you mean no no, no. are you on a time crunch we can no i'm gonna postpone it go on please. Totally even if it's five to. minutes it's fine go ahead well wait how much more time do you have we just hit two hours we're at two hours and four minutes right now okay um look at the time can, we're good I, I just love what we're doing but uh can we take it home in 10 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, so I won't get on the no. no I'll I'll talk about the no. We'll save that. We'll save that for, for the decade thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so something that I've been working on is conquering my fears and whatever they are, small fears, big fears, whatever. Uh, and one of my fears is the fucking dentist. At least I'm interpreting it as it the is. dentist, right? It, oh, okay, so okay. I've been this is hypothetical. No, 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 this no, is real thing. I fucking fear. hate the dentist. I went to the dentist for the first time this year. I fucking hated it. Go on. And so I've gotten more used to going. And uh, so I don't necessarily know if it's an anxiety thing, but I think it's definitely a routine, habitual thing. Like I'm so used to getting up before work, going and getting a coffee, starting my day that way, mm-hmm. where if I break from that, it's just like smoking a cigarette, dude. It's just like smoking a bowl of weed, just like having a drink. The addiction is into the reaction to doing it, right? It's not Pazlov's. necessarily what's not, in it. Pazlov's? Yeah, Pazlov's dog, right? Yeah. 
uh, that's more of like an Pavlov. auditory response thing. Does it have to be auditory? Or doesn't it have to be like well, yeah, uh, sensory necessarily? Um, I mean, it's the same idea. Yeah, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you. It's get, like hardwired at this point. Yeah, you're. It's I'm going so used to having the drink. Like addiction is much deeper than that. Sure. But they say, hey, the best way to start are you trying to that, break those habits? Start that habit process. Uh, I don't know if it's necessarily interrupt like, those patterns. An addiction, like an addiction. Why'd pattern? you do the no fat? Um. So primarily because I feel I felt like I was wasting time mm-hmm. and I get the whole oh why is everybody doing the no not November and like realistically thinking back on it I probably haven't gone more than a month not jerking yeah. since yeah. I was fucking 13 whenever I started beating off yeah and I know you told Trent not to jerk off I always used to be in the camp of oh, yeah, oh that's stupid like right. you should jerk off you know well, especially at the you amount that you're doing is Trent was doing it I'll tell you that but in <laughs> see and I'm not even an every, JK Trent I'm not even an everyday jerker sure but couple times a week yeah, you know sure. and then i at kind of the same time during last year i found the five minute rule right i don't know What's where that five originates from if you have five minutes to accomplish something do it a phone call a text an email something uh, pr- progress related right if it's picking up your clothes starting your laundry doing anything for five minutes just do it don't waste your time and uh, just playing with the two ideas i was like fuck i wonder how long i could go jerking off so the way that i twisted it is like I'll what I'll do. My girlfriend did it as well, and she happened to be going to uh, out of the country for a couple weeks, and I had oh. the festival. Yeah. So that time where you gave me the cameras, yeah. and I, that was my no fat time. Okay. Uh, so when I went to hard, and then I had a whole other thing that I was doing in California. So I was traveling as well. So we were going like a total of three weeks without seeing each other. Yeah. And so we decided we weren't going to do anything. Yeah. We were just going to fucking keep it dry, uh, see what happened. I figured that if anything. I'm jerking off for a reason. It's to satiate some need, right? Course, some yeah. feelings, yeah. some split second reaction, yeah. uh, the the nut, whatever it is. Right. And uh, I'm wasting time doing it. So I was trying to curve the need. I would try to figure out when I thought about it. It was a lot, a lot of times early in the morning when I had time to kill, when I wasn't doing anything, right? When I could have been fucking flossing or doing some other bullshit. Um, and it was just a fucking get off which i could do with my fucking girlfriend like if i wanted mm-hmm. to it's just so where was my time and where was my intentions going where was my energy going so i figured if i didn't jerk it i could use the pent-up energy or the, the the time that i wasn't wasting that to maybe be a little bit more romantic you know maybe be a little bit more caring when we are having sex or yep. being intimate whether yep. if it's cuddling whatever it is um you know and then to not be so trapped to it and there were times man where like i'd be like fuck it would be really nice to jerk off right now and yeah. i had to like not do it yeah and really fight against it of course and you know once you get out of it out of it you're like cool you know 27 days i was just like oh okay fucking whatever i didn't really set so that's one of the things i wrote about i didn't set a hard end time we didn't get a 30-day goal we didn't set a I goal see. we just said see how long we can go and you know after not seeing each other for a while we were like cool we made it this amount of time we may I ask you a personal in. question go for it did it end with uh with the masturbation or did it end with sex? With yeah, with sex. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, uh, I mean, so yeah. I, I say that like I count. Okay, so there's no nut, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like no fap is way different. Like you know, um, I would say that you would have still been on that streak. You know what I mean? Because jerking off, like it should just be sex. It should be no jerking off. You right. fuck more. The right. whole The point. Of, the whole point of jerking off is because you want to fuck. Right. You know what I mean? I so, so let's say you guys had sex at day 28 or whatever. Like you wake up the next day, like now you're on day 29. You didn't fat. You didn't jerk off. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, I, I think that could be a place to put your brain in, 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 a, in a place where you win. Yeah. You know what I definitely. mean? Definitely. I would I like look at it that way. way. I looked at it that way. Um, 
I, I but, the, but if you're looking at the nut, ooh, I mean, that's fucking hard. I mean, honestly, dude, there's a bunch of different takeaways from it. There's no one solid, no, wrong, or right answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, it, you know, it, it was definitely a, uh, like, it's, to me, it was a common thing. It's To me, it's not a big deal. It's just jerking off, right? But to some people, it may be a big deal. To some people, that type of habit could be the habit that twists, you know, health habits, you know, completely. For sure. And could be the spark that gets just bigger motions in play, um, which kind of goes back to your formula and your secret, man. And I I, I think that if there's anybody that... I mean, I got lists and lists speak and to lists it, of formulas, Can speak bro. to a formula or can speak to the idea of a formula and executing on it. And that there is like a recipe for success, man. I think that you, I think that you definitely have that. Thank you. And I actually can accept that because I agree with that because I, I put in you so have much time. authority in it, and I put yeah. put that in the email uh, specifically because I don't want you to think that I'm blowing smoke up your ass. I don't want you to think that I am coming in here just to do a show with you on it because it's not the case. I feel that you're you're uh, you know you're doing something that is actually purposeful and that has meaning behind it, and people gravitate towards it clearly. You know, can I add I something? Think, go. I'm also risking failure, man, like every day. And I'm risking rejection and, and I'm risking pain because, you know. You have pain, dude. Every, I feel it. Every, I felt it today. Every, <laughs> to every creative decision that you make or every uh, front-facing social media post or whatever, because that's how we consume content. That's how we're transacting. Like all that stuff, like you're – you're risking uh, pain, you know? You're risking, like, are people gonna call me a fraud? Like, you're risking all that shit, like. But then I realized, that's not me that's afraid. That's the ghost, that's the the specter that is depression or whatever you wanna call it, like, you know, laziness, lethargy, or what whatever. Or what you're, what you're told is the fucking weird right, thing, right? but that's not Knives Monroe. Knives no, Monroe exactly. resents the concept and rejects the concept of imposter syndrome. Yeah. I'm like, I don't feel imposter syndrome. I'm this. You can't convince me that I'm not the most that in that room with all the pros. I'm I was born this, and so when I start hearing the imposter syndrome ventriloquist dummy talk, I'm like, that's not my voice. But when you're in the thick of it and you're in this depression sort of cloudy, foggy cycle, like you start thinking that's you and that's the voices not you. get muddled. It's a crowd. You don't know you who's saying it. You hear it. You just don't know. What, and you what buy into saying. it and you believe it. The and journey. It's not you. We talked about authenticity. I think that the journey isn't authentic. The details to the journey, the little turns and twists and the little paths that, that get weaving, woven in it. That's what's authentic because mm. everybody wants to be their perfect self, right? Everybody right. wants to live whatever their uh, uh, standard of a fucking great life is where they're happy, yeah. pushing it. They have that nice balance of failure, discipline, whatever it uh -huh. is. And everybody's got that idea, but it's what is that to Knives? What is that to Trent? What is that to me? What is that to whoever is living it? That's the important piece. And I think if people can sit there and go, hey, this is the, the right way for me to accomplish that, yes. which I think you're, you're, you're highlighting. Is there, I'm, is I'm trying, man. And I'm starting to realize that it's more important than fiction. Like it's more important than entertainment, as you call it. Like if I were to write a movie and I'm like, I really want to make like a hereditary that there's value in that. I get that. I love that. I'm for it. I'll buy tickets to see it. But like, I'm starting to realize that like the autobiography, like sort of living memoir, like I'm writing my novel about my life in real time, like and making this art about that, is proving more valuable as like a case study than it is if I were to write fiction. Um, you had said something about authenticity. Like, this is gonna sound like a flex. It's not. Uh, but I remember when I flew on a private jet the people that I was flying with, like everybody was like, let's take the private jet selfie. And I didn't, not in a punk rock thing, but I'm like, oh, that's not me. Like you would think beforehand, oh dude, I'm gonna take that selfie. 
And I did. And I thought, I'm going to take that selfie. And then when I got there, I'm like, that's not me. This is not me. Like, I'm not this guy. I don't, nobody needs to know. My family ain't here. If it was my family was there, I'd be like, oh, motherfucker, look at us, mom. Hi, mom. You know, but they weren't there. And so I was like, I can't do this. And so that wasn't authentic to me. And so people override that voice or people can't hear that voice after a while. And that's trouble. That's that's big trouble right there. And so I'm at a point right now where, you know, I've diffused a lot of noise and interceptions and transmissions and I'm, and I'm much more in tune. And I think it has something to do with like no dairy, no sugar, no bread and all that shit. Um, the discipline, I'm, your little your little pieces of it. You were any little things that, that, out, exactly that that kind of bleed you dry and, and 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 rob you of your of your essence, like all those things. And fapping is a part of that for sure. Um, I rather fuck my wife and you know come on her than like come you know down a drain, you know for sure. And so when you get stuck in a cycle that way, like I mean, you have to interrupt and say, why am I doing any mm-hmm. of this? Well, it's because I'm distracting myself from like a greater cause or purpose or my true calling. Or it is resistance, and so. It's crucial. 2020 is going to be about like, can I, can I be on a fucking 100 day streak? Because that knives at 100 day streak of not perfection, but just like output of like, I'm giving it my all. I'm giving it my all. Like that guy, I want to be that guy. I just want to be that guy. I don't want the, I I used to want to like, uh, I used to think that I wanted like a million dollars or I want to be on Conan O'Brien. And like, I used to think that I wanted that. I want to be on Joe Rogan. But I actually just want to be that guy that's like, I'm fucking, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I want to be in that pocket and live there. And all that other shit, like, you'll feel good. You'll feel good. You can self-validate. You don't need Conan O'Brien to validate you, you know. Um, I would tell Trent, like, he would always, I feel like he's like our whipping boy here and it's not it's just because it's the three of us man but uh he would always put so much value on the blue check mark and i'd be like man that i can't wait till you grow out of that like i know that sounds so condescending and if i were to hear that at his age and somebody told me that i'd be like mother fuck you but it's like just verify yourself you don't need to put the real trent knox wake up as the real trent knox man you'll feel better about yourself you know and you'll make better shit better personal relationships which is i know something that you're after and so Whatever happens off mic, man, like, let's maintain uh, this personal relationship and let's strengthen it because I feel like not in an ego way, but like, I feel like I can, I can do a lot for you, man. Like, whatever you need, like, you know, uh, you have Knives Monroe, the, 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 the visual storyteller as your friend, man, and I'm never too busy to, to lend a helping hand or to help you or to, if you need to bounce ideas off, man, like, you know, I'm a good listener, bro. Just give I hate me a this because I was going to talk to you about some shit after here. Now you're going to think it's your idea, but it's not. <laughs> it's my idea. Uh, all right, dude, where can they find all your stuff at? Because we're out of here. At Knives Monroe and all the things. At Knives Monroe on all the things. Anything else you want to say or add or This was out? a pleasure, and I, I didn't think we were going to top the last one, but I think we did, and, dude, and so I guess I'm not going to come back on until 20 fucking 20. No, because we're doing the decade one. Oh, okay, we're I'm for in. for sure doing it. I'm in. So, all right, peace out.